And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Christine Steimer. Hello. Hello. And Miss Brittany Brombacher is here. Hello. How's it going, ladies? It's good. Good. <laughs> that was like the most meek good. I know. I'm looking at the two of you in your beautiful studio and our Aww. beautiful studio that I haven't stepped foot in in, oh, five months. Yeah, wait, when was the last time you were here? January. Oh. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. Rip indeed. It's far too Sipping long ago. I remember mojitos. because we met, remember the po- the Pokemon popcorn maker? Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. <laughs> Probably because it was. Also, let's not go down the sad rabbit hole. I can't deal. This week has been tough enough already. Let's talk about fun stuff, everybody. Where's That's your right. mojito? It's right here. It's oh, just hiding behind it. my it's computer. Hiding. So today, incognito mojito, incognito. Oh, cheers to that! <laughs> nice word. Do, 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 incognito mojito. I was trying to do the robot song, and that failed miserably. Sorry, uh, like failed you. Incognito mojito. mojito. Yeah, incognito mojito. Sure, I'll let it slow Thank, slow. thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. It's, not, it's not our best work. We understand. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Of course, you can catch us live on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash what's good games. Or you can find what's good games on your favorite podcast service. Or, of course, at youtube.com slash what's good games. And we have a very exciting announcement about a brand new place that you can now listen and watch What's Good Games. We are excited to say that we are joining our friends at roosterteeth.com, the newest home for What's Good Games. Woo! Confetti! Party poppers! Exactly. Where are my little Animal Crossing party poppers? Most of you know that we have been partnered with Rooster Teeth, the Roost Podcast Network, for quite some time now, and we've been in discussions with them for a long time about a way that we could work together more. And they said, why don't you join our Friends of Rooster Teeth section of roosterteeth.com? So if you are already a roosterteeth.com first member, this is a great time for you to watch What's Good Games when you're already over there watching your other favorite Rooster Teeth show. Just for clarification, we are not owned by Rooster Teeth. We are still 100% independent and funded by fantastic folks at patreon.com slash what's good games. But we love working with Rooster Teeth and are hoping to do more collaborations. Speaking of which, Brittany and I recorded an episode of Good Morning from Hell this week, (laughs) which was super fun. So thank you so much to that team for inviting us on. That episode is going to go live sometime in June, and we look forward to hosting those guys here 
on What's Good Games as well. We'll have more details once we get a final date for when that episode is going to go live. Brittany, I thought I was going to murder you by the end of that. You were being <laughs> so mean to me. <laughs> that was well, fun. you weren't. Your, char- your character was. But we don't want to give anything away. The episode's pretty funny. But I wanted to let you guys know that we are excited to be joining RoosterTeeth.com starting June 1st. So just a few days away. I mean, if you're listening to the show, yeah, it's two days. Yeah. Almost. It's almost it's there. It's that Monday. We do have a fair amount of people that listen to the Friday show on Monday. But now that people aren't commuting, maybe those people aren't listening on Monday anymore. Who knows? Hmm. It's still Monday. Who could say? Yeah. Speaking of websites and streaming, you guys may have seen on Twitter that I've been watching the Lord of the Rings (laughs) Extended Edition. Yes, in case you guys missed it, I am going to be doing some special segments for our friends at Kind of Funny for their in-review of the Lord of the Rings, the Extended Edition. So my first segment, of course, is on the Fellowship of the Ring and... The second segment will be on The Two Towers. Yep, you guessed right. So I wanted to do a watch-along with you guys. So this Saturday, I know that there's not a lot of notice, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time, because I have to start early because it's a long movie. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I had several people in the European region's request to be included. So 9 a.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash what's good games is where we're going to be doing a stream-along. If you watched our Mortal Kombat stream-along, it'll be like that, but a little bit more chill. Not going to be doing bingo because it's a long movie. It's going <laughs> to be hanging out. It'll be breakfast time for me here on the West Coast. But if you guys want to join along, please do join me on Saturday morning. That's is that June 1st? No, no, that's May 30th. May 30th. That is. that's when I move. Yeah, Steimer's moving. I'd put that in announcements, but. You know, it's not really. You don't need to know about really it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> thank you to everybody who has gone to whatswithgames.com slash store and purchased our new Love Pride shirts for 2020. As a reminder, all of the profits are going to GLAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, who is doing fantastic work in the realm of video games. We're happy to be partnered with them for the second year running with our Pride merch. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, we have a ton of different offers that you guys can take advantage of. And we've also slashed the prices on literally every other piece of merch in the store. So if you've looked previously and you're like, I don't really feel like spending that much money on that piece of merch, well, maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised by the price reduction across the board. But of course, the Pride stuff is a little bit more expensive because as we mentioned, all those profits go to a great charity. And we're almost sold out of pins. I thought they were going to go this week, but we have like a handful left by the time the podcast airs. We might not have any. So if you missed out on the Defenders of Video Game City pin from our anniversary stream, there are just a few left and thank you to everybody who's purchased them so far and i appreciate your patience knowing that shipping right now is real tough but i promise you i see your orders and you will get your pins thank you to this month's patreon producers <laughs> chewy's godson alex orgopolis ferris atay muhammad muhammad marcus brown punctified and Male bittner and welcome to our patreon community kyle necker lord navarone kobe cat <laughs> These names this week are great. David Olif, Latif Charleston, Matthew McDonald, Dustin Toby, and Mark Subotnik. Ooh, it's like Dr. Mr. Robotnik. Subotnik. Doctor. Anywho, also ladies. Is it a or is it doctor? I, I doctor. don't know. Dr. Robotnik? It's, it's Dr. He Robotnik. A doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a doctor. But like Subotnik. No, but there's a different there's a different Nick that you're thinking of, and I'm trying to think of it, too, and it's, it's escaping me. Saint Nick? No, well, ho, ho, ho. He's, he's there too. But <laughs> he's not quite, you know, we don't need you yet. We got like another six months till you need to roll it's around. not even the middle of summer yet. Brittany, 
What about yeah. those podcast reviewers, eh? Oh, Because a. of our amazing five-star reviewers, What's Good Games broke the Chartable top 200 across the U.S. for the first time in our history. Yay. That's pretty darn exciting. I'll cheers to that. Party poppers. Heck yeah. Pop, we beat out Bob Saget, everybody. Yeah, beat that. Bob, wait. Danny that Tanner. That. Yeah. That's the name I was looking for. Yeah. Full house. America's Everywhere dead. you go. What of America's many dads. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Neo Simkin. And I know you guys are just doing this on purpose. And Digfus Hitch Thank you. Just a bunch of consonants. <laughs> that was a little weird. And then we have Rich Ioza. And they called it Wine, Whiskey, and Totally Accurate Accents. And then the body of the review I was told there would be cake. Well, Rich, the cake. Now I want cake. Mm, Why did you do that? The best ice cream cake for my birthday (gasps) last week. Ice cream cake is one of the best kinds of cake. Oh god, I would bang it if I could, but that would be weird. And then we have a reviewer from number one pack fan, (laughs) and then CCJ. I'm assuming you're being hip and cool with a J four Y, and that's supposed to spell J. So thank you, CCJ. That's what we call leet speak. Leet speak. And then, ladies, I have a new game. Now, I don't know if this new game is going to happen every week, but this week it has been birthed. It has begun. It is called, Is This a Compliment? We got a review. Yes! Okay, I already like it based on the title. We've definitely had multiples of these in the past, for sure. Yeah, but now (laughs) it's like an official thing. No, I love it. I love it. We got a review from Izor Kokenhan, and this person gave us five stars. So just a preface, a five-star review. It's called... This review says, simple yet luxurious, 40-year-old Ariana Grande, 2002-era Britney Spears, an angry Winoa Ryder make sex jokes, mispronounce everything, and go way too long on their ad reads. Is it a compliment? Wait, which year Winona Ryder? <laughs> Didn't say. Didn't give Winona Ryder a year, but apparently I'm 40-year-old Ariana Grande. Wait, but she's not even 40, so how would you even know? I know. What she looks like. Then. I'm not even 40 for the record, in case anybody was curious. Uh, but you why, know, I'll why take 40 any age Winona Ryder. I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, I get I get the 2002 era Britney Spears. Ha ha, LOL. Oops, I did it again. Baby, hit me again. Whatever. Ariana Grande, though. The 40-year-old thing. I don't I don't get that reference. It's not a real reference. Oh, I know it's not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get what what you were trying to come across with there. Is your Kukenhan? It is confusing. I feel yeah. like maybe he just couldn't think of a lot of redheads <laughs> she's not even but, a redhead yeah, she's not, that's what i'm saying like he was just like there's a celebrity that i get the most often when people are like you know who you look like which by the way i hate i hate this game when people are like who do people tell you look like and it's like katie perry almost every time oh oh which, I I never thought which i'll take yeah. yeah she's yeah she's great yeah yeah Anyway, thank you, everybody, for your five-star reviews. We appreciate them. And as we say every week, it definitely helps out the show. So if you cannot contribute at patreon.com slash what's good games, a great way to just give us a few moments of your time is to go to your favorite podcast platform of choice and leave us a lovely review. Even if it's somewhat weird like that one. Yeah, it works. It'll help us in the algorithm. We'll take it. Yeah. That's what, I'm, I'm always fine. I'm like, you know what? If they gave us the five stars, it's fine. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I am with you there. And on that note, let's get into the news. The first story this week is The Last of Us 2, new details from State of Play. So I'm guessing most of you out there saw the brand new pieces of gameplay that Sony and Naughty Dog debuted. I got a bunch of bullet points from IGN, but I want to make a caveat that, of course, no spoilers. 
We don't delve into spoilers here on What's Good Games. Unless we say beforehand, we give you ample warning. Yes. Well, unless it's like a denoted spoiler cast. Yes. So to speak. Mm-hmm. But do we, do I read all of these? Do we just like cherry pick some? What do you, what do you really think? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't watch it. So I'll see what's Oh, you didn't. Good. No, I'm I'm good. I don't want to see personally, I don't want to see, hear, read any more anything that has to do with the last of us too. But this is part okay, of my job. So, so now I have wa- to. No, but like this isn't story related. It's all like gameplay related and go- combat related. So can I read that stuff? I feel like that's of fair. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So um, the Last of Us Part Two picks up several years after the events of the first game. After they settle in a relatively peaceful Jackson, Wyoming, Ellie is 19 at the start of the sequel, and the game will cover expansive parts of the world, including real life locations. It's going to take place over multiple seasons and climates, from the snow-capped mountains of Jackson to the lush Pacific Northwest. Naughty Dog has put into great detail to recreating real cities that the maps are based on. Seattle will be another location that Ellie visits on her journey, along with jumping. Ellie will be able to use ropes to traverse more open and expansive maps and find hidden secrets. Naughty Dog says The Last of Us Part 2 will be some of the biggest the studio's developers have ever created. I believe they mean the maps there, the open world areas. Horses and boats will also help Ellie traverse the larger maps. The physical advantages that come into playing combat is that she's more agile than most enemies and can dodge and counter enemies during fights. Because of the large map size, Ellie can use the environment to her advantage or avoid combat instances altogether. Allies will sometimes join Ellie during combat encounters and other parts of the or other parts of the game. Oh, excuse me. Allies will join Ellie during combat encounters and other parts of the game. Ellie can also take down enemies with the help of friends and fight off clickers as a group. There will be a skill upgrade and weapon system that lets players create unique fighting styles that cater to their preferences. And players can scavenge for parts to customize weapons. These customizations will be visually represented on your weapon. So if your rifle sight, for example, the scope will be added to the rifle. That's a weird, like, that's a weird sentence. Level weird. Ooh, I'm not quite sure what they were doing there. It's something. That, I think it's if you. There's a, definitely a word missing. There's something missing in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you can customize your guns, and that that will visually be re- reflected in the world. Whereas some, you know, some games don't bother like changing the models of the weapons. Right. If you add modifications to them, they're saying they will. You'll see a difference in the in the gun. So, um, some really good feedback. If you guys want to watch it and you don't want story stuff spoiled, I would recommend watching like the first ten minutes of the presentation because it gives a great overview of how the combat system works work together and i think it'll be really helpful for you going in after having played this and being very frustrated because of the difficulty wall if i had watched that trailer with the soothing tones of neil Druckmann give me guidance on how to play i maybe would have been more successful in my demo time (laughs) but then if you want to dip out before any of the story stuff happens uh, you can do that as well but yeah i mean or you can go in dark as Brittany is or trying except for the fact that trying 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 Doing your best. Don't be I was an asshole. Ask I'm you what you thought of it. Comments, you assholes. Oh yeah, no. Sphincters. I think we've been very clear that if you leave spoilers in our um, in any of our communities intentionally, you'll be banned. If you leave them unintentionally, we will give you a firm warning and say you have been warned one time exactly, and then you will get banned again. I might so. find you. Because I'm the one who has to read that she shit. She's going to hunt comments. you down. Yeah. Fi- uh, not find, find money. 
Oh, De Niro. With Kane. an E. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, ga- the game looks great. It's coming out soon. Steimer has- Steimer's playing right now. Yep. June 12th. Yep. How's that That's controller it. doing, Steimer? <laughs> <laughs> the controller's... I don't know. The controller's with the PlayStation gods now. <laughs> but It's gone to a better place. It's, uh, it's fine, though, because Andrea gave me a couple uh, of her backups. So now I have, I have two. So yeah. even if one of those tries to, you know, eat it, like I've got another one ready to go. Yeah. Exactly. Just make sure you charge them both. Yeah, I will. Because I have no idea if they have battery life or not. They probably don't, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But they work. They're functional. That's all I need in life. Exactly. I definitely ripped this hangnail and started bleeding. Oh, no. I hate <laughs> that. <laughs> like, this, is like the bypa- this is like the byproduct of not having any manicures is like, like the ha- a hangnail city. I'm with you. That was a mistake on my end, but it's fine. Mm. I'll just put it against a cold thing and it'll hopefully slow down the blood flow. <laughs> I can, I'll text John to bring a band-aid. Everything will be okay. Um, okay. Uh, while I go and grab Steimer a paper towel, um, does somebody want to read this PS5 re- reveal? Yeah, I will. Sure. Why not? This is also from IGN, who are our best friends today. So <laughs> Sony is reportedly planning a PlayStation 5 digital event for, thank you, as early as next week, quote, kicking off other events that will take place over the coming weeks and months. As reported by Bloomberg, people with, quote, direct knowledge of the matter have said that the virtual event could take place on June 3rd, but also, quote, cautioned that plans have been in flux and the date may change. You don't say. You don't say. This is the biggest piece of non-news I've seen I'm going to say that the PlayStation event is going to take place on June 4th, but just let you know it could change. So if it does happen on June 4th. I think it will take place in June or maybe not in June. That's what I think. I mean, and it could change. So it now you are officially covered. Yeah. Uh, is this kind of interesting, though? So today, Resident Evil ambassadors, biohazard ambassadors, people who play and give feedback to Capcom, they got a message or an email or something. Essentially said on June 10th, there's going to be a Resident Evil announcement. Whoa. And so... I took that information, and first I, I shit my pants, because I think that's very exciting. More Resident wait, Evil news, the better. Wait, wait, you, like, shit your pants? Yeah. She yeah. likes to use that term. I don't like it. It's not a very appealing term. That's okay. You already love me unconditionally, Samir. I already got it's you. true. There's You're no amount of times I can say shit my pants, and you'll turn away from me. So It's true. Gotcha. Anyway, so what's interesting about this is <laughs> you would think if there's going to be a Resident Evil announcement, that it would coincide with the PlayStation event that's supposed to happen next week. So I was thinking, well, maybe this June 3rd date is wrong, or maybe Capcom's just going to do their own thing, or maybe, and this is the the little piece I kept forgetting about, Microsoft is still supposed to have an event in June at some point for their, what's it called, like, Inside Xbox 2020 event. I think Andrea and I covered one on What's Good Games Live, or is that the thing we streamed? I think that's what we streamed. Live streams? Yeah, yeah, the Inside Xbox episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah. one where, where they were talking about their global partners, launch titles for Xbox. Yes. And so the rumor for Series that event X. is that like that event is... the name for it's Wait. the sex box oh yeah the sex, sex box. box that's right oh goodness the rumor about the inside xbox 20 whatever the fuck is that it's supposed to take place on june 10th so if that's the case maybe could- this resident evil thing is going to happen during the xbox event but you think it'd make more sense if it happened during the playstation event 
So maybe we're going to get a tease on June 3rd. I'm just looking too far into this because that's what I yeah, do. Yeah, I was about to say, you're kind of like diving into the rabbit hole well, here. This is, what it's, yeah, this is what I do, though. It's Resident Evil, you know what I mean? But yeah. anywho, just a little How bit. How upset are you going to be when it's like, it's DLC and you can play as Tofu? <laughs> It's are you going to be mad? <laughs> Cyber, I, How mad are you going to be? Uh, no, I, you're just, I, I love, I just appreciate you so much. Um, I, that, that wouldn't <laughs> happen, I don't think. But but what but, if it did? If hey, it you're did, over okay, here okay, theory crafting all sorts of other so. shit. I could theory craft. Like, so, I mean, do you think that they, Capcom would rather do a standalone announcement than tether to PlayStation or Xbox's upcoming console reveals? I don't think so. I don't think that would be the smart move. So why, why not? Why we now have E3 is blown up. There is no more E3 in the traditional sense. So it's anybody's game. At this point, it's wild, wild west. Capcom can kind of do whatever they want. And I think it's not unreasonable to assume that they could just have their own reveal on their own day and feel like they're having their very own pie all to themselves versus having a slice of a pie, which is what they would have if they were at a Sony thing or even at an Xbox thing. Um, so that's, I feel like it's not unreasonable to be like, yeah, they would want to do it on their own. Well, we were talking before we started recording about how confusing it has now become with the dozens and dozens of different shows and live streams. That This is what happens when the ESA fails to unify everybody under a single digital event banner everybody's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then it becomes chaos for the yeah. consumer to follow along. Britt and I were trying to put together a stream schedule for the month of June. It's on our to-do list. So we're like, let's sit down and look at when all of these things are happening. So we How'd can, that go? so we can let our, you guys know when to come to our Twitch channel and watch along with us. And we had a heck of a time trying to figure out what the times were for everything, what the actual meat of the announcements were going to be. Cause some of these are like three hours, four hours, six hours 90 minutes this thing's only 20 minutes and we're like oh my gosh it's just so confusing to know what is worth tune in and what's not and of course every individual publisher is going to say well all of it is is tuning all newsworthy and that's what really the e3 press conferences functioned as like it's easy for some people to sit back and criticize the big publishers for their E3 presence or to criticize the ESA, but they corralled everybody in a way that made it much easier for consumers to get content they needed in a short amount of time. And now we're talking Summer Game Fest is a calendar for like three and a half months of content. It's just so much to keep track of. That you just don't and you forget it happens and you wait for the good stuff to hit your Twitter feed. And then you just roll on with your life. But like, that's an interesting <laughs> point. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. But that's the problem, though, right? Is that like now a lot of the people who who are who would have maybe struggled without having that are going to be struggling. They're not going totally. they're not going to get the tune in, and they're going to be a blip in someone's Twitter feed. And then if you miss it and it doesn't get high enough in the news feeds of everybody else, like like it was a waste of time. So let's say this june 3rd thing is real mm. i think it's an interesting point you brought up andrea because like if you're looking at it from an e3 perspective we would have already had the date of their press conference right we would already know exactly when we were getting this playstation news this is a week away and we don't know if it's real like that to me is wild like that they'd be like you know what we're just gonna tell you about our shit 
Mm, tomorrow do you want to tune in i don't know maybe maybe do maybe don't what are you doing you're sitting at your house who cares like it's just like a weird it's a weird time and i I agree with you like as much as i have my gripes my particular gripes with e3 what it did do very well was unifying everything and giving you a time to dedicate and focus on the biggest news coming out of gaming whereas now it is very hectic and chaotic and no one really knows what's going on and not only do they not know what's going on they really don't give you much time to sit down for it i think even the the thing today with the last of us too that was announced what like three days ago two days ago yeah so if you happen to have missed it on while you know scrolling through your twitter feed like so i mean you can watch it on vod later so it's really not that big of a deal but it's yeah <laughs> it's just like oh okay you just just fuck you then i guess i don't know <laughs> no no but i i'm with you steimer i think that when there's a single individual game particularly a triple a blockbuster that's highly anticipated it's one thing but when Britt and i were looking at some of these schedules like the new game plus expo for example there's definitely publishers that are presenting that we want to hear from but the thing that we saw is that it was like four hours long we're like who can commit to watching a live stream for that long in one sitting to look for a specific piece of news it's not like tuning into the what's good games third year anniversary stream where the shenanigans are entertaining enough for seven hours of live streaming (laughs) but it's like when you don't know what to anticipate and you don't know what to what you're going to see, it's hard to carve out that much time. And that's just one of over a dozen expos. And now there's been yet another indie expo that's been announced. And it's like we're coming right back full circle to the discoverability problem that video games have overall in the first place and what E3 was great about. And I feel like I was the only one preaching the gospel of the of the marketing lift of E3 to be like consumers look at E3 because it's a dedicated week yes. where they know they're going to get all of the news in one place in one set of day one set of day, days and Once, now it's like week, yeah. what's what's important for me to tune into what's not IGN has a thing Games Radar has a thing Jeff Keighley has a thing kind of funny has a thing everybody has a thing, thing. <laughs> no which means that everyone has nothing right like when yeah, everyone has a thing no one shit. has a thing right like yeah. it's just it's just too much it's you just too can't much focus. It, I mean, and at first i was kind of excited it. for the summer i was like ah oh, cool you know like announcements every day type train choo choo but like you guys were saying it seems like everyone wants a little piece of that pie and i can understand it it's everyone's kind of doing the thing you're like well i want a piece of the pie too but the problem is, is that you know there's certain <laughs> yeah those com- muppets man they really want their pie well <laughs> <laughs> muppets love pie huh? but you know you, you just miss out on some announcements and like there's the cozy game expo yesterday or whatever it was called i can't remember which i think in theory is a really cute idea because like hey we all need some feel-good games but apparently there were 50 games shown during that and i didn't have the time to tune in nor have i had the time to catch up on all 50 of them and then we're looking at next week was when we had that gorilla indie showcase and then we have ea thing and then we have the cyberpunk thing and the day before that supposedly is the sony stream and then after that all weekend so it's just never ending and it's hard like if you're like simon was saying you can just tune into twitter and get the big beeps and the big blips and that's fine if you're a consumer but it Speaking from like a kind of selfish perspective, you know, when it's your job to cover the industry, it's like, well, what do we cover and how do we do this? And since there's only three of us, how can we dedicate our team in a way that can give everything the coverage that it deserves, but that's just not physically possible? And anyway, it's a thing. And yeah, I think yeah. I'll be curious to see how actually how sites like IGN or GameSpot do this year in particular without the E3, because E3 every year when I worked at IGN was 
it's insane the yeah. amount of lift that you get, the amount of eyeballs going to your site for that particular thing. And now they don't have it. And not only do they not have it, they don't have any other sort of unifying thing like Andrea was talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's just people like kind of all looking at each other, waiting for someone to go, right? You're just like, er, 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 is it yes? No, yes, no. Are we, are we doing this now? Yeah. And I think it's actually more akin to like now before we had a curate, well, it wasn't super curated, but it's like going to an ice cream shop with like 10 flavors versus going to an ice cream shop with like 200 and you're just like, I I, I you're cannot. Par- you're paralyzed by choice. When yeah. you give people too many things to choose from, they can't choose anything. Correct. Yeah, I was kind of going like psychologically, we actually can't. It's detrimental to our decision making process to have too many choices. It's, we can't do it. It's like going to the Cheesecake Factory, Brittany, and being like, I just want it all. Yeah, I mean, give I me do, everything. Though, that's the problem. One of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. So, yeah, anyway, going back to this Resident Evil story. I don't I don't think it would be smart of them to not hop if PlayStation event is on June 3rd, it would make the most sense for them to hop on that train because I feel like hey, more people are going to care about this PlayStation event than probably your own little standalone thing. Unless so Xbox has like right. secured a marketing deal with them in exactly. the, on the side that we haven't learned about. Right. And so that could be the other thing, but I can't imagine they're going to have their I'm random they did. I'm saying yeah. it's a possibility. You're correct. You're correct. It is a possibility. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll find out next week. Speaking <laughs> of Xbox, segue <laughs> Speaking of Xbox, indeed. So I pulled this from a press release that Xbox sent out to people. And just because I thought it was really interesting. And we have a lot of parents that watch this show. Xbox is soft launching some friendly features. Family friendly features, excuse me. So <laughs> Just like calling just, them friendly. They're just friendly. They're just friendly. I mean, friendly. technically they are. Uh, so they announced the launch of Xbox Family Settings app, which is currently in preview, is now available for consumers to test in preview on Android and on iOS. The Xbox Family Settings app is a new app that empowers parents and caregivers to manage their children's gaming on Xbox consoles through their mobile device and includes helpful features such as screen time limits where you can set limits each day of the week for example allow more time on the weekends or reduce time during the school week content filters that allow you to base on the age of each of your children for example an eight-year-old can access games that are rated e only and will be blocked from accessing titles that are too mature also play and communication settings where you can block all access to playing communication with other players, limit access to friends only or grant permission for older children to play and chat with everybody. And then they've got activity reports where you can view daily and weekly activity reports for each child to understand how they are spending their time on the Xbox. The app is available today on Android and for the first 10,000 people on iOS. So it's probably gone by the time you're listening to this. Note that there are two features that are not part of the preview experience, but will be available once the app fully launches publicly later this year where you can view a child's friend list and manage a child's friend list by accepting or denying friend requests. I think this is phenomenal. We hear constantly from parents who are worried about security features on console with their kids and I'm really glad to see that Xbox is listening to those parents and giving them more controls as to how their children can use their console. My first thought... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Brett. I'm saying, I'm just happy this wasn't around when I was a kid, man. <laughs> we didn't have Xboxes when we were kids, We Brit. didn't have <laughs> no the live shit. features. I'm talking about, I mean, you did. I didn't. Are you just talking about the screen time? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like, the screen time and the yeah. mature. Like, what, could you imagine if this was around Yeah, but I feel like we were better at regulating ourselves. Like, I didn't. I played a lot of video games. Okay, maybe I just did. Your face indicates you did not. But, <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> but 
like I still played outside most of the time. I mean, I, but, yes, yes, I same. did too. I was, you know, children, there's this thing called playing in the dirt when you're, you know, we used to do it when we were younger, make worm yep. farms. It was fantastic. But I mean, like, yeah, I, mean, jars, I get it. Which but do kids these days have bug jars? I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't. They're probably like, what's that? Would I have ever They're come across out. my love of Resident Evil? Probably not, because my mom would have said, ah, hell no. But then again, I also would have been saved from the years of nightmares I had when I was nine years old, too. So maybe there is a, con- a pro to That's all of this. That's true. There were, I definitely played things that were above <laughs> my maturity level. And, like, my parents had no idea. I still think they have no idea. No. Like, they, they didn't play any of that shit. Yeah. I'd be like, this game is literally about murder and voodoo in New Orleans, <laughs> and you're letting me play it. <laughs> sure. Like... <laughs> Gosh, I feel like games back then, though, were because of the art style and the, the graphics technology weren't nearly as visceral as they but are today. But they were still screwed up. Like, go play Gabriel Knight. Like, that's it's still a weird game. I played a lot of Mortal Kombat 2 as a child, and that game is messed up. Granted, it's more fantasy that's violence. That's more like rip your spine out, whereas Gabriel Knight <laughs> is more like weird voodoo occult shit. Right, yeah. so which one's worse, I guess, is the question. Uh, forget about Resident <laughs> Evil Zombies. To ponder. Are up too. No, I mean, granted, like, yes, this is a very cool tool, and I'm very happy it exists. I think it's fantastic, especially when you can view a child's friend list, monitor what they're doing, who they're talking to, great. Um, but, you know, I survived. I think uh, the thing that pops into my head, which I'm hoping this helps alleviate, is... Great. I've seen just seen it on Twitter. So like, who knows if it's actually real, but like the, the instances of parents getting frustrated with their kids and then just like outright deleting their stuff <sighs> versus being like, instead of being a psychopath and deleting your world, I will impose a screen time limit for you and do something slightly more reasonable. So You're talking about that guy that went like, to the, yeah. the Reddit, the am I like, the asshole just, Reddit, yeah. and deleted his son's, deleted Minecraft, his son's world. Minecraft world. I'm like, you're uh, horrible. You are a horrible parent. I heard and that and was like, bad. no. Again, don't know if it's real. I hope it's not for the sake, psychological safety of the child. But oh, shit. Um, there's just like things like that where I feel like people get frustrated or even frustrated with their partners. Not that you'd use this on them, although that would be very funny. Um, <laughs> Where you Actually, like, you honey, you've honey? been playing too much Fortnite. I am parental <laughs> controlling you and your Xbox. <laughs> Get out of here. I love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm hoping this helps parents feel like they are more in control because I feel like a lot of those instances when you see something like that, it is a feeling of the parent feeling out of control and unsure of what to do. So they go to an extreme. Yeah. Um, and you don't need to. You really don't. Yeah. Know that there are tools available, and the Nintendo Switch actually has a lot of really good per, uh, parental tools. I'm not actually sure what PlayStation's parental tools are. I haven't heard from parents praising or honestly, hating. if it's there, it's so confusing you'd never find it. Yeah, yeah. In PlayStation's ecosystem, yeah, for sure. It's like buried in a menu somewhere. <laughs> um, but good on you, Xbox. Um, we have just a couple in case you missed it. So I had so the Outriders broadcast that happened yesterday. If you guys caught it, I had the opportunity to chat with the team about some things. We're going to cover that in the next segment. So just a couple in case you missed it. Um, did anybody else besides me catch the new gameplay trailer for the Fast and Furious? Crossroads I didn't game? see the trailer, but I saw Jackie tweet about it, and I was like, "Oh, I should check this out." And then I forgot to watch. Let me pull it up for you so you can see just how terrible it looks. Didn't it? But like, it oh, like okay. looks so bad. I saw a tweet it's good. From Tim. And he said, game of the year. Obviously, he was being silly. Well, I think the big thing this game has going for it, of course, is that it has voice acting from the cast. Like, 
Tyrese and Vin Diesel, and Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> do you right? think that they care? Do you think that they're like, oh, this is shit and we know it's shit, but we have a contract and we got to fucking do it? I don't think that they care if it's shit or not because they're getting paid regardless. It I would care. It looks like it's a racing game I mean, it- masked with twisted metal. Well, like the part part I think that people are are going after it in the comments about is that it doesn't even look like a racing game. It looks like a blow things up game. Yeah, more yeah. like ca- car combat. And yeah, yeah. that's not really a big part of the Fast and the Furious franchise. There's a lot of chase sequences that aren't exactly races, but there's not that much combat specifically. There's a couple key scenes later on in the franchise, but... Um, it's mostly yeah, just escape and chase sequences. But yeah, I'm looking. At I think the graphics footage. just look. Everyone you know is making jokes about oh, this is this is the best PS3 graphics I've seen in yeah, a long time. True. <laughs> it does actually. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it's 2020, and we're at the end of a generation, and we're seeing amazing things on console. And this is just like a clearly a cash grab. It's upsetting games. because oh, yeah. like it could be actually like Fast and Furious is a franchise where you could do something really fun with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You could do Absolutely. so like so many wonderful things, especially if you did want to go multiplayer with it and allow people the freedom to just mess around with their friends, like deck out their cars. Like there's this this already exists. This formula kind of already exists. You just need to brand it. So I don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, it's kind of fucking it up. It is. It's a it's a bummer money grab. And the hard part about these licenses when it comes to video games is that the people who buy them, it's like use it or lose it. You're obligated to make X amount of games in X amount of years with the license that you paid for. And then if you don't, like the licensee can take it away. And that's why we got a bunch of really crappy Spider-Man games before Insomniac and was able to get it with Sony Interactive, right? It's like, you know, there was a couple good ones in the mix, but there was also quite a few not so good ones in the mix. You know, like some of the so Transformer polished. games that came out too. It was because those big movie Harry licenses. Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, I'm a wizard. Yeah, and I mean, look at EA. They kind of managed to pull their their shit together with Star Wars there in the end. But I would while. argue barely. It was. I know everybody it. really liked that game. I don't think it was as good as everybody said. You talking about Jedi Fallen Order? Correct. I think oh, it was a good game. Saucy hot take. But I it don't think a, it was. I would say it was it a was good a, Star Wars game. It's not like oh my god, best game ever. I agree with you. But for a Star Wars yeah. game, I think it's pretty darn good. Yeah, but again, the bar is fairly low. Oh wow, you think <laughs> for the bar- Star Wars games? <laughs> now we're going off on a tangent. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I mean, want to go off on this tangent. We have so much to talk about. The bar yeah. is uh, low, but it was still pretty good. Like I feel like yes, the bar. I'm with. Okay, yeah, no, I'm there. I'm with you on that. Brit. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have announced that Marvel's Avengers is going to be getting its first War Table live stream. So when I found this headline, I almost missed it because it said. Marvel's Avengers War Table live stream. And I was like, what the heck is that? Is this a new like mobile game? Did I miss an announcement on something? Is that their clever term for the that's conference? What, yeah, they're that's holding? what they're, they're calling their live stream. It's happening on June 24th. And it's going to showcase brand new gameplay and co-op footage. Great. So maybe June 3rd, maybe June 10th, maybe June whatever for Xbox. And then you got June 24th. <laughs> Help. Mark Marvel, your calendars. Avengers. Oh, and that's just, that's, oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. so many more we'll talk more about square enix in our magic eight ball predictions part of the show but for now we're going to take our first break when we come back we're going to talk about what we've been playing including some dungeon running in the craft of mine i was crawling not running andrea thank you for that correction we'll be right back
good, everybody. Welcome back. It's segment two of the What's Good Games podcast. This is where we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events that we've been to. So, Brittany, yes. you've been playing a brand new release from one of the highest selling video game franchises of all time, Minecraft Dungeons. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I have, and I have things to say about it, mostly positive things. But before you do, we want to say thank you, Xbox, for providing us promotional codes. Thank Thank you. Okay, so Minecraft Dungeons is... I'm not going to talk like that. I still have my voice from that little (laughs) bit. You should, because Minecraft Dungeons is so much better at the Valley Girl. Minecraft Dungeons is described as an action-adventure game inspired by classic dungeon crawlers and set in the Minecraft universe. So this game is on PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and, of course, it's on Game Pass. So if you have that little dilly-dally of a Game Pass, you should absolutely use it. Otherwise... It's $19.99 for the base version, or you can get it for $29.99 for the hero version. You get a cape if you get the hero version, Simon. <gasps> you get you get a cape. You get but a chicken will you pet. play with me is the question. Will it what? But would you play with me is the question. Oh, probably not. I've already finished it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, at least you're honest. It's true. Yeah. Transparency matters. I, like, I legit don't care. If you're honest with me, that's good. Don't don't bullshit Steimer. She doesn't yeah, like it. Yeah, don't bullshit me. I will not enjoy it. Uh, it offers, like Steimer was saying, co-op. So you can play four-player local or, or online. I don't think you can mix and match the two at this point. There's no online matchmaking and there's no cross-play, but the team is hoping to bring that to fruition via a free update patch in the near future. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so when you start the game up, you have 28 skins and these are not skins that you can modify in any way, shape, or form. They're just kind of there. So hopefully you can find a skin that you like, one that is representative of you. But there is nice little variety. And then there are six at the very bottom that are locked behind DLC. It says, like, DLC, which is a little off-putting, but there we are. So there are ten missions, and there's another, like, speaking of DLC, on the map, there is an island called the Island Realms. And it says, this portal is currently closed. The island maps and two brand new adventures will be available for purchase soon. So DLC, so obviously this game is going to continue to be supported. Press but, F. Yep, at the base of it, it is just good old-fashioned dungeon crawling. So like I said, there are 10 levels, and there's swamps, and there are deserts, there's a castle, there's a mountain forge, etc. And I have to say, this game looks really, really pretty. It's kind of weird to describe Minecraft as pretty, but... It is. The lighting is really good, and also the sound in this game is excellent. We uh, were playing... So Jason and I played split-screen co-op. Well, actually, it's not even split-screen. It's local. I mean, sorry, it's not... It's local co-op, but there's no actual, like, split-screen. Like, you, your characters yeah, share the you, screen. you have the whole screen. You have it. the whole screen. It's like Lego, right, where you're together... No, but Lego will go split if you if you get too far from your other character. It will. No, it won't split if you get too far. One of the characters will be warped to you, and I... Think it's just the character who's like the lead who's leading. I'm not sure exactly what that means because there are only two occasions when that happened with us. So either way, you, you guys, will get warped. You to your guys partner. are good co-op partners at this point. You have a keen understanding. Yeah, no, that's what we do. Um, so where am I at here? Okay, so yeah, like with any dungeon crawler, it's get to point A, get from point A to point B. Sprinkled in there are going to be some objectives like. Turn on the torches. I don't think that's an actual mission, but that's an example I would hope of something that. you have to. Really, do. a it's little a, bit lame. It's really simple, really easy shit. Uh, you okay. search the map. There are chests to find. There are extra emeralds to get, which we'll talk but about. How many in- capes can you find? What is the variety of capes? The capes. Um, you know, I never even found one cape. <gasps> 
So because your armor is just one full suit of armor, you don't get to customize. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yes. Yeah, but it sounds like if you get the hero edition, you get a cape, which. I don't think, obviously, that's the code that was um, given to us, was the Hero Edition, so I didn't use any of that stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, So you're exploring, and you'll come across a chest, and this is kind of like one of the gripes I have, is there are a lot of off-the-beaten-paths ways you can go, and generally, you know, you get rewarded with a chest or something cool like that, but oftentimes, you're not, and it's kind of weird. You just get turned around? Yeah, you kind of, well, you just, like, get to the end, yeah, and they're like, oh, there's nothing here, I guess I just have to turn around now, like you said, because it's, yeah. you know, think of, like, a typical dungeon map, it's where it's, like, dead okay, end. But there's, dead like, end. Not, there's not even, like, a, like, a coin or something? Oftentimes, no. Yeah, I would say, it, I would say, lame. like, half the time, half the time there's nothing there, my mill, maybe even less than that, maybe, like, half the time, even Diablo, if you went down some random tunnel, you'd find something. You'd find something. So that's what the Minecraft Dungeons is preparing you for real life. Yeah. Wow. That's too real. Wow. And that's that's why it has the kiddish approach to graphics. <laughs> so it attracts the children. It's to make it light and, and fun. But you know what? No, this is a real-ass game. Life All that effort. Sometimes you go it. down the wrong path, children, and you just have to turn around and go back. 50% despite, of the time, you go down the wrong path, children. And, and despite Honestly, all the effort you put off. to get somewhere, sometimes there's no reward waiting for you. Correct. You don't nah. always get rewarded for your time. Uh, ha, wow, Minecraft, man. Shit. At least we're going to have a generation of tough-ass kids. Yeah, we're those g- kids will be much better off. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's say you do come across a chest or whatnot. Uh, the chests themselves will spawn anything from weapons to armor to artifacts, which I'll talk about in a second. But they are assigned drops. So you don't have to worry about fighting over loot if you're playing with someone. The issue with this would be sometimes the balancing seems a little off. There are times when I would get three or four drops in a row. And this also is the same case when you're fighting enemies. So let me back. So when you open up a chest, each character is guaranteed to get something. When you're fighting enemies, the drops are random, but they are assigned. So there was a time when I got like three or four bows in a row and Jason got nothing. And he was like, that's stupid. And I said, hey, hey. Wait, can you give him any of your no, stuff? No, you cannot share no? loot. Oh. oh, bummer. Yeah, so there's no loot sharing, uh, which... I mean, in a game like this, it's like, okay. I would well. also, I'm with Jason. I'd be like, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He, he was kind of upset about it, but it was pretty funny. And then as, ter- as far as healing goes while you're dungeon crawling, you get one potion, but it's the kind that it auto, or what am I trying to say? It's on a cooldown. So you don't it have refreshes. to worry about collecting. Yep. And then there's uh, food items you'll find that will replenish your health over time. So that's also from a drop. So you don't have to worry about carrying hundreds of potions with you because that would be annoying. All right. So... That's the dungeon crawling side of it. So when it comes to character customization and the gear you can have, imagine your little sprite character. And then above them on the menu, you have three boxes. One of them is for a melee weapon. One of them is for a ranged weapon. And then one of them is for a suit of armor. So when it comes to the melee weapons, it's more or less the same kind. There's like a nice variety, maybe like, I don't know, seven-ish or eight-ish different kinds of melee weapons, like a sword, an axe, a cutlass. Um, daggers, etc. But, but do they, they play differently? Hmm? Do they play differently? Like, or are they, you always yeah, yeah? The same so animation? there's like a speed difference. Um, obviously, you know, bigger attack arc. With- arc. Thank you. That's what I'm looking Hit for. Box. But where they really vary is the um, enchantments. I think is what they're called. Let me look here. Enchantments. Enchantment. Enchantment. Oh. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm good. Get so good. And so how the enchantments work on the melee and the range. And the range, okay, before I get to that, the range are essentially your 
crossbow, bow and arrow. So there's different kinds you can get. You can get a really strong crossbow that has like one shot or you can get a bow that shoots three arrows at once. And maybe it'll sound like a harp when you shoot because that's just what it does. It's really cute, actually. Yeah, There's some bows in there that sound like a harp when you shoot them. It's like Bring. so pretty. Isn't murder fun? It's so much fun and beautiful. Yes. And then you have your suit of armor. And like I was saying earlier, there's not, you know, you can't customize anything, but you do have different kinds. Like you can be, you know, if you're going to be a tank like me, there's scale mail, there's robes, there's ninja armor, there's spelunker armor that comes with a pet bat that follows you around, which is kind of cute. That sounds cool. He's really cute. Yeah, he's fun. But the armor didn't really suit my playstyle, so I didn't use it that often. Okay. Bye, bat. Yeah. So you have all you have your melee weapon, your range weapon, and your suit of armor, and you're gonna continually kind of pick up more or less the same items. But where they differ and where the looting gets interesting is you have enchantments. So every weapon can have up to three different skill trees of enchantments, and you can only pick one skill per skill tree. So trying to like keep this easy. So imagine the first skill tree. There's three things you can choose from. One would be Maybe when you attack an enemy, it causes gravity or like a black hole and all the enemies flock to you. Or perhaps it has a chance to trigger a healing circle. Or maybe it'll stun the the enemies around you. You can only choose one to main in. And then once you choose that, you're stuck with that. You can't go back and... Or just on that weapon? On that weapon, Forever. Okay. So, so if you wanted to change it, no you just get a different weapon. There's no respecking, correct. So some of the the weapons that I found later on had three separate like skill trees you could customize. So at the end I could have three different skills assigned to that weapon or to that armor, but once you main in something, you cannot respec. So what you have to do then is scrap that weapon and get the gear the get the points you put into it so you can apply it to new weapons and armor that you find. Got it. Got it. Cool. So, for example, like I said, with the there's gravity and like circle heal and uh, stunning for the weapons. For the armor, you can have thorns, which uh, you know if an enemy attacks you, you deal that same damage back Poison to the enemy. Ivy. Yeah. Or what I love to do toward the end is I full specked out my electricity and fire when I dodge rolled. And so what I would do is I dodge roll. I would just create this line of like death and destruction, and it was really OP actually. And they've even said that some of the bills are definitely OP in this game, but that's fine. It's just kind of funny. It doesn't matter. There's no PvP element. It just basically sounds like a lot of these RPG systems were designed to be very beginner and family friendly. And I think that's what Minecraft is all about, right? It is, yeah. yeah. And what's great about it too is we so when you first start, you're you're locked on default difficulty is what it's called, default. But there's six levels you can increase the difficulty by within that default difficulty. So if you want to like make it real simple, you just keep it there on, on the lowest possible. But Jason and I, know, like, we like to think ourselves as seasoned dungeon crawlers. <laughs> we would bump it up to six, which is the highest. And what it does is it does kind of force you to get clever with these builds that you have so you can complement each other. So again, like, like you were saying, it could be babies for a dungeon crawler or it can actually pose a somewhat difficult challenge if you really want it to, which is great. The other thing I want to talk about real quick are the enchantments. So uh, on top of your character, you have the slots for your melee, your range, and your armor. And then below that, you have enchantments. And you can have up to three of these. And these are kind of like, think of them as special abilities or spells if you want to. So, for example, I had, uh, let me see if I took my, if I wrote it down. I took a picture in it somewhere. But what I did have, oh, here we go. 
So these are called, sorry, artifacts is what these are called, my bad. They're called artifacts. So what I, I have on my have character. The same name as the other thing. I know. I was a little confused. But no, then I was like, oh, it came, it came around. You think it, we made full circle. So these are called artifacts. And so I had a tasty bone as one of mine, which summons Ooh. a wolf. I had wonderful wheat, which summoned a llama to fight by my side. And then I had oh. a firework arrow, which is basically like a mod tier um, bow that lets you have like OP arrows. You can also do shock powder, which has electricity damage. You can have a tome of shielding or healing, which will shield your enemies or shield you from projectiles or heal your allies. Um, so there's a bunch of different builds you can have and you can mess around with it. And you find those from random drops and chests as well. So, other than that, the only other thing really worth mentioning at this point is that you do have a base camp, and the base camp has a wandering trader and a blacksmith, and it's kind of like the, oh, it's been a while since i played this, but it kind of reminds me of the Diablo system where you would spend money, and then you would hopefully, in materials, and you'd hopefully get a really cool item crafted. It's like a lotto kind of thing. But in this, you only spend emeralds. The and I was Toilet from Guild Wars 2. Is that also from Guild Wars no, I mean, there's it has, it's just a similar mechanic of like oh, okay. you throw yeah. this shit into a well and you hope you get something out of it. Oh, that's but basically it. The, it. It's called the mystic. I don't remember what the actual term for it was because we all called it the mystic toilet. Because <laughs> it was shit on the drain. Yeah, and I mean, these like guys that. are pretty bad too. You don't. Most of the time, we didn't get anything great. The only the best thing I got from my wandering trader was my wheat, so I could summon a llama to fight alongside me in battle. I really was hoping you were going to, when you said wheat and before you had said bone, uh, I was hoping you were going to say like a giant loaf of bread was going to come and fight for um, you. That would have been incredible, but sadly Wouldn't no. It? That was I not mean, the an option. The llama is also good. I enjoy the llama. The but... llama is great because it would spit at everything. So that was Oh, fun. does it spit like acid? Uh, no, I don't think so, but that would have been cool. Oh. It's not an acidic llama. Damn it. Unfortunately. Why yeah. not? Yeah. So after each level, you'll come back to your camp, and there you can just gamble your emeralds away, which is kind of the whole point of them. And Or you can try to get to the blacksmith to make you a better piece of gear, which would be a bow or a melee weapon or armor. And that's kind of the gist of it. And you just go through the ten levels, and there is a separate level if you do want to dungeon crawl and grind for better gear or emeralds or whatnot. It's each, And the, the um, separate level takes like 30 to 5 to 45 minutes to do the whole thing. So it's a pretty beefy dungeon crawl if that's you know if you're into grinding we did that a couple times that's probably why we were a little op toward the end but uh, otherwise like you know it's a 20 dollar game and if you have game pass it's free on game pass i would say we had a really good time with it it's really cute it's really charming and it's just kind of a, a chill upbeat game obviously there's not much narrative to speak of and i don't think a lot of people would expect much of a narrative here but what there is the narrator narrator is fantastic and it's just kind of a fun little storybook dungeon crawling experience nice yeah i'm glad you had a good time i did would recommend excellent another thing that Brittany also recommends steimer is playing yeah so i finally um you know figured out <laughs> where yakuza zero was on the xbox game pass don't know how i missed it you know what happens? don't know how i went wait what is the other one called that i downloaded kiwami kiwami i downloaded that somehow for before and started playing it. I honestly played like an hour and a half of that game. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Sure, it's fine. Old um, game is old, I think is what you said. Maybe. And then I, I downloaded Yakuza 0 once you were like, no, it's still there, dummy. Go find it. And I was like, okay. So I did. And I was like, oh, wow. Yep, I'm stupid. And then I started playing that. And I've been playing that probably for only... It's not. I'm still very early, but that's like a four or five hour endeavor. And 
because then I got another thing that I'm playing for this show. But <laughs> I really liked it. And like I was almost immediately like, wow, this is heads and tails better above the other one because uh, it starts out with a lot of intrigue. It's the right amount of violent for me, which, you know, I, I'm a weird stickler about violence. Like, I don't mind it if it's violent, but I don't really want to see it. I don't really want to see all the gory aspects yeah, yeah. Of, of the violence that I'm inflicting on somebody. I just want it to be a video game and I want to punch a bunch of people and like, that's mm-hmm. it. And that's what this game gives to me, which is very satisfying. Yay! But not only that, I'm really intrigued by the characters. I'm intrigued by the world. I'm intrigued by what's going on. I want to get to the bottom of everything. Like another plot twist just happened and I'm like, what? What to happen? So I, I think if you are interested at all in what Brittany has talked about before, Yes, it's again. It's on Game Pass, so just go find Yakuza Zero and start playing it. Because, but not don't start with the other one. Yeah, but here's <laughs> you will the, be you will lose interest. But yeah. I, I found Yakuza Zero to be a lot more engaging yes. right off the bat. And what's going to be great about it is I think once you do finish Zero, if you burn out of it, if you burn out of the formula, but you will eventually be intrigued enough to play the first one again. Kiwami yeah. because you know who the characters are and you know like what their story is because they do follow back to back to back so yeah I think it was just more of I was kind of thrown into a thing and I was like what no I am 100% with you <laughs> I don't understand why people would recommend Yakuza 1 Kiwami over Yakuza 0 to start with I don't I don't get it but some people do so um, but no I'm happy to hear that that makes me really really happy and maybe once you finish this little game called Tilo 2 you can go back to it and let me know what you think Yes, I'm definitely going to go back to it. But it was one of those things where, like, once I started playing, you know, Tilu, I'm like, I'm going to focus on this for oh, the yeah. review. And again, June 12th, that's the show that that will be on. But I didn't want to hop back to Yakuza. I was just like, I'm going to, Yakuza will be on pause and then oh, yeah. I will come back to it afterwards. Plus, it has a great but. little screen where it kind of updates you on who the characters are. So, because there's so many characters in that game that you can always go back and refresh your memory and you'll be good. Yeah, so far, I mean, so far, not it's not too many. I know who everybody is, and like, I wouldn't have an issue jumping back into it tomorrow and being yeah. like, "Yep, I got, I know who, I know all of you are. <laughs> We're good." Yay! <laughs> but yeah, the oh, gameplay no, is fun too. I haven't done any of the mini games because I'm just not a mini game person for the yeah. most part. I just like I do not care. <laughs> I usually skip mini games too. I'll play the ones that I need to for main missions, but the only game in the history of all of my game playing where I did all of the mini games to get the platinum was horizon zero done and even okay. then you didn't get the platinum then, which sucks guess because yeah it's bugged so sad it's bullshit yeah but, but yeah i, I do really i care. like the city although here's my one gripe with it and it's not even a gripe it just really makes me miss japan <laughs> it really makes me want to go back and i just like was wandering around the streets and i was like oh i feel like this area is supposed to be like golden guy and i really I want to go to like a tiny Japanese bar and just hang out. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna have a One trip day. to TGS when TGS happens again. We will all go. Hopefully next next year it will next. still be a thing. We can go. like eighteen months from now. Correct. Yeah. 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 Yay! Well, that makes me happy, cool. Simer. Thanks for playing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
So as everybody knows, I am knee-deep into Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, IGN announced this week that I will be part of their Animal Crossing Celebrity Island Tours on June 12th with Brian Altano. I'm very excited Are about that. Are you stressed? That. Are you trying to get everything in order? Yes. Stressed? <laughs> Not so much, because I'm really enjoying the decorating aspect of it. I just find myself frustrated that there's specific items that I want that are craftable only. And so now I have to like beg, borrow, and steal from people in the community to be like can i give you all of the supplies to build these things for me so shout out to everybody who's helping me trevor starkey has been particularly helpful in crafting things for me um so has kayla and re and maria i just like i need i need more craftable recipes i wish that they would allow you to buy x amount of recipes it's frustrating to me that you go through several upgrades of the island vendors like Nook's Cranny, for example, but the then the recipes there are the same every time. It's yeah. like, well, if you're going to go through this whole rigmarole of closing down and get some new shit, grand reopening, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like more wallpaper and flooring options. Thank you. But also, could you maybe swap out those? Yeah, considering you're paying recipes? for their renovations usually too. Oh, yeah. You know, you pay for everything. Like, yeah. I'm putting the bill for all of this. The least you can do is offer me more goods. It, it would be nice <laughs> if there was a rotating recipe every day that you could purchase from Nook's Cranny. I don't know why there yeah, isn't a new the, one. that would be good. Just like there's new wallpapers. Why can't I get a new recipe? <laughs> I don't get it. No recipes for you. Yeah. It's just like it's an RNG part of the game that the I find frustrating. In a balloon because yeah. that's how you get recipes in real life. Yeah. They just do pop a balloon. Boom. You find it in a message mm-hmm. in a bottle on a beach. Boom. I don't huh. think I've ever found a message in a bottle. Every day you have a new one. No, sorry. In real I meant in real life. Oh, you mean a real message in the bottle. <gasps> yes, in Animal Crossing you find them all the time. But I was just like, I actually, huh. I mean, I know it's a trope and it's like a thing from movies and literature and all that stuff. I'm like, was that Has anyone really ever actually thing? found one though? Is that actually something people yeah. did? Well, when not gets- now because no, we- I know not now, but I mean like ever. Like, would you really? What, who Did anybody find it? What are the, well, yeah, and like, I feel like that glass would break in that paper would get real soggy i just feel like it would almost never make it to shore depending on where you were in the ocean yeah, yeah, when you yeah. dropped it mm-hmm. there's only one way to find out let's go cool. fucking, let's litter the ocean oh, That's we what have to needs. send a message in a bottle and hope let's somebody finds the it. ocean i like <laughs> okay andrea's like send a message in a bottle simon says litter the ocean and i said google yes yeah. oh my goodness yeah. Yeah. um so i'm not going to delve too much into animal crossing but i will be done with that soon, because thankfully we're taping the tour ahead of it. But June 12th is when you'll be able to watch those. So thank you, IGN, for including me. I'm working on some very fun things for my island. <laughs> but another game that I got to see this week, even though I didn't get hands-on with it, was Outriders. As I mentioned, the broadcast happened yesterday. They're starting a new Outriders series in lead-up to launch, where they're going to go through classes, gameplay, features, etc. And Square Enix is putting that together. Of course, People Can Fly is the developer of Outriders. Uh, People Can Fly, you may know from their work on Gears of War or Bulletstorm. I did a long preview of this last year i got to play with andy cortez from kind of funny games and alana pierce friend of the show and we had a great time playing but i had mentioned back then that i had some concerns about the longevity of this game and some of the more narrative focused bits so they gave me a good deep dive into the gameplay this time and i was really happy to see a little bit more information about the world tier system because that was something that i was particularly confused about when i was doing my interview the first time so in case you guys don't remember outriders is a sci-fi 
third-person action RPG that is set on a foreign planet where you are the first, like, boots on the ground to go and investigate to see if this planet is going to be inhabitable for human life. And when you get there, you find this weird energy source called the Anomaly, and it has some kind of weird explosion that kills a bunch of people, and then you kind of flash forward in the story X amount of decades and what has happened to society since the original landing on this planet and what's going on with this weird energy source, the anomaly. Just as like a catch up for what this game is. And the idea is that it's four player co-op and it's a standalone experience. It is not a games as service. They very clearly in this broadcast said this is not going to be a live service game. When you finish it, you finish it. And they said, you know, hopefully if people like it, we'll be able to do expansions or DLC, but that it's like going to be an out-of-the-box experience. When you buy the game, you're going to have access to everything the moment that you buy the game and install it. So I thought that that was interesting. And I'd asked the team specifically when I was doing my interviews why they chose, because a lot of the features in this game feel a lot like a game's a surface. Service, for example... You know, last time when I talked about the game, I said, oh, it feels a little Destiny-like in some ways. And now with this new game demo that they showed, it feels a lot more like The Division 2 than I thought it was going to. Not only is it third person like The Division is, but now they have a world tier system like The Division has. There's an emphasis on gear builds in the higher difficulty levels like The Division has. And there's a lot of customization and, of course, co-op gameplay. So a lot of things echoing The Division for me. But, of course, this is really slick shooter gameplay that people can fly are known for, which unfortunately for Massive, their gun gameplay is not as slick as it is in Outriders. Um, And so what I really liked from what I saw was that they said that, you know, one of my big criticisms, I should say, to preface this, is that when I originally saw the game, I was concerned that they didn't have a competent leveling system for people playing in co-op. Meaning if you go in with people that are dramatically higher or lower level than you, that you're going to be on the struggle bus and it's not going to be a fun experience. That you have to essentially play with people who are the same level as you. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because not everybody has the same amount of hours to devote to playing together. And that's what Borderlands 3 did so excellently is that they did this really great scaling system and individual loot stream so that people who were level 50 could play with someone who was level 5. And it didn't feel like it was punishing for the level five player and it didn't feel like it was unrewarding for the level 50 player and i don't think that people can fly have that quite figured out yet for outriders and i hope that they continue to do a little balancing and do find a a fix for that but they did say that the world tier system obviously just means that you know you unlock it through playing on one difficulty level once you've earned enough experience because there's two parallel experience systems that run tandem you have your character level experience and then you have your world tier difficulty experience and once you hit you know each level the next world tier unlocks and then the next world tier unlocks and if you're playing co-op if i have world tier five unlocked but steimer only has world tier three then we have to play on world tier three because it will prohibit her from playing with me which you know makes sense And so I said to them, I go, well, how does the world tier system difficulty pair with character level? And they said, essentially, it's just like a complementary system where there's more enemies, they take more bullets to take down, you get less, you know, health revives and things like that. I was like, okay, so that seems all like pretty standard stuff. 
So, but is there a reason you like, if I'm like, I actually don't want it's yes. I technically have the experience of world tier three. I actually don't want that. Like I want it to be lower. Can you, I do that? Yes, you can. Okay. You can adjust the world tier difficulty. I believe on the fly. I think that you can scale it up or down. So if you only ever want to play on world tier one, you can do the whole game that way. Cool. So I think that that's good too. And so they showed me a little bit of co-op gameplay of the Pyromancer, which is the class that I played. So they have four classes and they've only shown a couple of them. I think the first three, the fourth one they haven't announced yet. And they talked more about the Trickster, which I'll get to in just a second. But um, the community manager, Robbie, who was playing on the stream that they have of gameplay, came in with like a full legendary gear set. So I was like, okay, cool. So now we're talking more RPG language. What does it mean to have a full gear set? Are there going to be gear sets? to chase and the team said yes there will be and that the gear is directly tied to your class abilities and that really screamed destiny to me because there's exotic weapon pieces and exotic gear in destiny that enhances your character's class abilities and so i thought that was really cool so i really like that people can fly it's kind of cherry picking these neat ideas about combat and rpg leveling systems from other games and kind of mishmashing them together and i think the game has potential to do something really unique and really fun as long as they can keep the loot stream rewarding. Because when I first talked to them, and they didn't really get into this in this broadcast, it didn't seem like there's a lot of opportunities for loot chasing because it's not a live service game. They don't want to add too much grinding in the game. But there are ways to grind, they said, if you want to go back to uh, missions and play them over. A little bump and grind. Ooh, yeah. yes. You've done a great job at describing all of the things, but I guess when I'm thinking about it, I'm still kind of confused. Okay, about, about what? what? No, I mean, like... <laughs> <it doesn't... laughs> that was a little more crazy. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. No, it's more like a... Okay, so I hop into this game. Is it co-op from the get-go? Is it, like, mission-based? Is it story-driven? Like, it's, yeah, it's, so... To be clear, it's, it's not... I'm not saying, like, you have... Like I said, I preface it with you've done a great job explaining it. It's more of the the oh what am i trying to say the wording or the message from the developers that i still feel like i know close to nothing about this game besides some gameplay of it right so i really would encourage you and i know because we're taping the show ahead of when the broadcast goes live um to watch the broadcast because i think it does a great job of explaining a little bit more of the world and Mm -hmm. gives you a good look at what the game looks like so it is mission-based and they are really proud and are very much trying to focus on that it's narrative driven but of course they haven't really shown too much of what the narrative actually looks like for a variety of reasons spoilers probably being a big one but Essentially, like you have like a little hub world that I played in the in the beginning, where you have like an icon on the map that you go out with. You can either play solo or go out with your team, and then you'll go on these missions together. You'll meet characters in the world that will take you on side quests. So it, it definitely feels a lot like the division in that sense, but it definitely feels way more narrative driven than than the division did. I feel like the division's narrative world building happened just within the world and you got to pick up a lot of bits and pieces and kind of put the story together by picking up small artifacts to make a big overall story. Whereas here they're like, no, we've got cutscenes and we've got characters that you're going to meet that are meaningful in your journey and that the narrative is really going to matter. At least that's what the team has been telling me um, since the couple of times that I've interviewed them now for preview events. And so... I'm hoping we're going to see more of that, obviously, before the game launches. But the game looks great. One of the big takeaways from my playtime last year, if you guys remember, was that I really loved the 
voice acting of the female character that I played because you can choose to be male or female in the game when you build your character and the character creator looked pretty cool too. And so I, I'm excited to see more from this story because I love sci-fi and I love shooters and I think this game has a lot of potential to be super fun, especially since the gameplay combination of abilities of each class with gunplay looks so much fun. So the class that they showcased in this broadcast was the trickster, which is the assassin class. And the irony of them calling it the assassin class, which I talked to the team about is that they have builds of this class that feel more CC. It feels like you can do more crowd control and almost support character like qualities, which you don't expect out of an assassin class. And so the trickster has eight abilities, just like every class does. They showcased four of them. The kind of bread and butter ability that they talked about was called the temporal slice, which essentially allows you to do this sweeping like slice move with a like a weird generated blade. And if you slice through a pack of enemies, it slows them all down, mm-hmm. allowing either an escape or allowing you to deal damage while they're slowed. Which, again, is like you don't typically think of like an assassin class having that kind of a build. But they told me that you can play the assassin as a tank as well. Oh, like, go on. I'm like, okay. So does it really not matter? You can technically build the classes how you would want? I That's would what it feels like. Because they showed a screenshot of the skill tree on the broadcast and it looked giant. And they said that you're not going to be able to fill out the skill tree in a single playthrough. And I think that that's interesting that, you know, you're going to have to kind of really pick and choose how you want to play. But they said that each of the trees has a different, while it has different things, there are a few overlapping. So you don't have to feel like you're being punished by some of the more common attributes that you'll find in skill trees. And that kind of made me think a little bit of Borderlands in the way that they have trees for their individual classes. So I really like what they're doing and the powers just look super fun. So one of the other powers that the trickster has is a... like found the wrong page of my notes here <laughs> is a oh it's called a, a slow trap and so essentially you're putting down like a bubble and then all of the enemies inside the bubble will be slowed and they'll take damage so that allow you to escape so if you have a teammate for example who gets downed in combat you can go over to them like drop the slow bubble on them so if enemies come up to melee you while you're reviving it'll slow them down so that it gives you time to do the revive I was like, oh, that's cool. And so there's a way to um, really kind of combo all of these abilities together. So I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, even though I've been down the rabbit hole a little bit. But I thought it was a really great demo. And they also showed that they're offering extensive UI customization, which we don't see very often, where they're going to allow you to remove very specific elements of the HUD Mm -hmm. and then add them all in if you want. You can take a lot of them away if you want a more clean experience. And while a lot of games offer HUD customization, I have yet to see a game offer HUD customization that's this specific Mm -hmm. on console specifically. I'm sure that there's plenty of PC options for that. Yeah, you can buy a lot of stuff. but. But I thought that that was really cool because HUD is something that I personally like an active HUD. I like all of the information while well, I know some other You're people. like, I want to feel like I'm driving a spaceship. Exactly. Ooh. Give me all of the numbers. But I know that some people prefer a much more you know, I like a naked graphics. HUD. Yeah. You like, you like more of like a, you don't want to know what your health is or what your damage is you're doing. You just like want to experience the world. Yeah. I always thought it was neat when like Dead Space, I never really played Dead Space, but I did appreciate that they built their UI into the character a little that bit. That was cool. So it's like your health yeah. bar is this and this is this and you're like, that's dope. Yeah. I like it when yeah. people innovate like that. It's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the game looks cool. Um, I'm definitely interested. I love how haphazard your notes are. I know they're they're terrible. They were terrible. They're notes. written on all directions. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not like chronological. Like okay, I wrote it down. Out of, it's just like this one's over here and this one's over here. Yeah, if your system works for you, the big girl, it works for you. Yeah, thank you. I'm not making fun of it. I'm admiring. It's it was it's haphazard to say the least. But I do want to just kind of end this chat about the broadcast with i when i spoke to the team i asked them i I said you know why don't you guys want to make a live service game especially when they're so popular right now and it seems like you're tailor making this game for live service and for end game for grinding with all the rpg systems that you're building in like why not and they said because we want to make a complete experience we want people to buy the game and be able to play everything that we've created out of the box aka they are nostalgic people they I missed like, the oh, days of old yeah. when they could go to the store and buy a game and it was that. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were buying. The I appreciate that. I also don't mind games of service. I think they're great too. So, Yeah, I think that there's it's all about there's balance. There's pros and cons right? to both. Yeah, exactly. But the game looks cool. It looked cool the first time. It still looks cool. It's looking cooler every time. But, you know, I think it's going to come down to just getting a little bit more information about how all of the elements of the narrative are going to come together because the story does feel tired. Like that was the big criticism during the first preview event, right? It was like, Oh, I've seen this story before going to a foreign planet. We get there. There's like some kind of nuclear explosion. Now you have all these people living in radiation. Now there's these mutated animals. They're all just like, we're all superheroes, bitch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the idea, right? Is that the uh, anomaly like causes people. Oh, is that why you have the powers? Yes. Ah, that's oh. that part. The anomaly gives you the powers. Not too unlike the anthem I'll giving people powers. Like I'm telling you, like it, it does Orient. feel like it's just ripping a bunch of narratively ripping a bunch of ideas from a bunch of other sci-fi stuff. But again, I haven't seen enough of the story to know. But that was a heavy criticism early on. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Just rip yeah. off things well. Yeah, that's like the True. stuff they're ripping is great. Like, but it's like, have we seen a game where it all comes together in a game that's not a live service game that does it well? Oh, but this could be. When's it coming wow. out? Um, holiday. I asked them. I asked them. I was like, "Oh, you guys announced the release date, didn't you?" And they're like, "Ha ha ha, uh, tricky." They were like, "No, no, they holiday 2020 is mm, what they okay. said." So well, they better get on which that holiday. All holidays are canceled. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. I'm just kidding. I'm just on trying to get them. To, I'm trying to push note. them for the release date. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's take our next break of the show. When we come back, it is the segment that you all have such a fun time with, including us. That's right. Predictions from the Magic 8-Ball. We'll be right back. everybody it's segment three of the what's good games podcast and because it's the end of may you know what time it is e3 predictions for a minute no <laughs> not tool time timer <laughs> it's e3 predictions from a magic eight ball oh, is nice. no more that is correct and so instead we're just calling this summer predictions from a magic eight ball hooray well, yeah i feel like we're gonna fucking nail it you know, I have a good I mean, feeling about this summer, ladies. It's usually pretty good. Da, 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 da. Hello, Mr. 8-Ball. How are you? Oh, How I missed been? it so much. 
much. The eight ball has made the journey from the studio in the bay and is ready He's for... He's one of the most important members of this cast. It I mean, really is. The unofficial true. fifth member of the Wesley Games podcast. So, I will actually leave the Magic 8-Ball in your care. Okay, yeah. thank you. You've, you've always been the shaker. I have I? Yeah. All right. Mover and a shaker over here. Exactly. So, Brittany, you want to kick things off about what this show is and what we're going to be talking about? Okay. So, in the past, we've typically taken, you know, okay, we know EA's having a press conference. Last year, Square had one. Xbox, Sony, Nintendo had a direct... But Bethesda. this year, Bethesda, Ubisoft, I think that was it. That was a lot. Anyway, this year's things are a little different. So what we're going to do is we're just going to start with some of the big boys, the big publishers, go down the, you know, our, list our predictions, if you will. We'll take some of our more crazy questions and consult the almighty, all-knowing Magic 8-Ball. That has never led us astray. Spoilers, it's led oh, us never. astray many times. It's never wrong. Many times. And then on patreon.com slash what's good games, I asked some of our patrons what their questions or predictions were. So I thought, you know, we could do them a solid because they do a solid all the time and ask the Magic 8 Ball their questions as well. Ask Ooh. and you shall receive a shake. All right. Cue mystic music here. That's befitting Ooh. of a Magic 8 Ball. Oh, that was terrible. That was really bad. But that's wow, okay. we'll speak for yourself. I, well, mine was great. We'll kick things off, ladies, it with was. EA Play, which we know is having their shindig June 11th, 2020 at 4 p.m. So bright and early in the afternoon. Bright and early in the afternoon. Really. It's late in the afternoon, early in the evening. I think the question on everyone's minds here is, is this Mass Effect trilogy remaster happening? Oh, gosh, I hope oh, so. Yeah. It's like so hard because there are some people out there that seem so confident, but EA hasn't really done a ton of remasters. I mean, we're getting more and more now because they've seen they're more yeah, lucrative. But, but here's the thing. EA is one of the most hop along c- publishers that there is. They've seen the money True. in other things. And now they're like, oh, shit. Wait, you could make money on this? Let's do it for everything. Like, what if we get, like, five remasters from EA? Because they're just going to be like, so, shit, this prints money. <laughs> we actually know between now and March 2021, they have 14 games in the works. And one of them is an HD remake of an EA game. They have confirmed that. All right. Can I ask the first question to the eight ball? Ask yes. it. Is the remake Mass Effect? Trilogy? What, the Mass Effect franchise. Okay. Okay, you gotta actually. There we go. Um, without a doubt. Oh fuck! Oh yes. yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's go. The other one that I think we just need to get out of the way. The other title here that I think we all know the answer to. Are we going to see anything from Dragon Age Four? I know, would get personally. Me, I would guess no. I would too. But that's not to say now. When you say see something, it's possible it could be like a CG thing. I think there's no, there's definitely no game in game footage happening. Right. They could so, do another bullshit tease. If they okay. So to. Let, yeah, let's, let's get, let's get a little bit more specific. So I guess the question would be, will we see a CG, CG tease? Cause we know Dragon Age 4 isn't expected to come out before April 20, was it 23 or 22, 2022. So we yeah, have okay. babies so will we get any sort of tease from Dragon Age or will okay. we see anything from Dragon Age? There, nope. Come back. I think it said very doubtful, but then it switched, and now it's being weird, and I don't know how to make. There, we, yes, okay, very doubtful. 
Very doubtful. That Very was awesome. Wah, wah, wah. Elizabeth Douglas's question. Sorry, Elizabeth Douglas. Sorry. Well, it's, it's not time a, for egg yet. Mm-mm. Not a fuck egg. It can go die in a fire, that ass hat. But eggs are delicious. <laughs> what do we think about Star Wars Maverick, right? So this was leaked, right, right? earlier this year, and the leak came from... It came from a Twitter bot who was scraping info, and pulled the Maverick logo and it's described as showing a Star Destroyer and a couple of X-Wings and I don't know what any of those are so I'm definitely copy and pasting from You from don't know something. what X-Wings are? It's it's a it's a flying object. It's the iconic it's the ship. ship that Luke Skywalker it flies. Looks, oh, yeah. It's an X. That's why it's called an X-Wing. Well, yeah, so it says the Star Wars game was leaked via the PlayStation Network according to this report from oh, Polygon. <laughs> And <laughs> it is supposedly in development, and it was simply uploaded as Maverick. But I'm just like, that logo looks like the Han Solo project. It does. But that's just like the Star Wars font. But the colors of it. I don't know. For some reason, I looked at that, and I was like, this Well, Maverick me. does seem like a good word, a code word for Han Solo. Yeah. What if it's yeah, a Han Solo game? Totally. Is Maverick a Han Solo game? Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an answer. Ah, uh, cannot predict now. <laughs> of course. Fine. Okay, how about this? Will we get a confirmation of Star Wars Project Maverick at the EA Play live event? Big money, big money, big money. Go, 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 go. It is decidedly so. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. There we go. I'm typing all these down. Okay, that's good. The other thing that we should discuss among friends here is la dice do we think we're gonna get any sort of tease now this is the new studio vincent pella was kind of promoted to i guess oversee kind of in a hands-off way but more of a consulting way i think it's a little early because it sounds like they're still trying to figure out what kind of game they want to build and he just did an interview with ign not that long ago where he kind of was like yeah we're thinking we're gonna use frostbite uh we think it's probably gonna be a shooter but probably not so i think if we see anything from vince it's probably more related to apex or something at um respawn so titan yeah we know titanfall is pretty much dead at the moment he said there's no titanfall game in development that makes sense so what else are they working on well they've got the medal of honor vr shooter Mm -hmm. that hasn't been released yet so they're still working on that and I would imagine that they're maybe working on an expansion for Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, so maybe we ask if there's going to be a Jedi Fallen Order expansion. Sure, we can ask that, but I also have another stupid one I want to ask. All right, Perfect. well, uh, well, wait, what was the last thing, the real one? Will there be Will a, a Jedi, Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order, Order expansion? Or expansion? It is certain. Ooh. Ooh. All right. What's your dumb Will one, girl? Will Vince be on this stream? And if he is... Will he be able to muster any sort of excitement for the projects <laughs> he's working on? Come on, Magic 8-Ball, let me know. All right, what is this word? It says yes, definitely. Okay. I don't know if I believe you. Vince is, Vince is a great guy. He, he definitely loves the projects he works on. But like everybody, when you get the camera on you and you have specific lines you're supposed to say, sometimes you're like, I want to say those lines. I'm going to say whatever I want instead. Makes sense. We'll see, Mr. Vince. Um, I need to ask, like I do every year since we've done this in 2017, mm-hmm. is there going to be anything from Dead Space? Oh, 
I thought that they kind of confirmed that, like, because Visceral's gone, that that's, de- that's you never know. dead. Dead is dead space. Dead is dead for space. Real. No, I mean, to, I know it's is dead. Dead just... space. Dead for real. So it's concentrate and ask again. So I'm going to concentrate oh. harder and ask again. Concentrate real hard, Sam. Or clench your butt a little together. That might help. <laughs> Squeeze. What are you saying? Fuck you. Reply, Hazy. Try again. So oh, here's what I'm you. taking from this. The future of dead space is uncertain is what I'm taking from this. Hmm. All right. Everybody squeeze your butts. Everybody okay. listening. Everybody. Squeeze your butt cheeks right now. Right. Squeeze them. Yes. Yes. It is dead. Though. Oh, no. no. Oh. <laughs> well, think about how we phrased the question and it was in dead space. It's dead space. Dead for real. Yes. It took it a minute, but then it just came back with straight up yes. <sighs> And finally, when it comes to EA, I would say we should take a a gamble, a guess, if you will, at what some of their EA partner titles might be, because they have, looks like three of them, EA partner games that they haven't announced. So in the past, those have been actually more like five, Unravel, A Way Out, etc. I feel like those are really hard to predict, though, because they're usually just like so out of left field with some cool studios. Yeah. But before you before you go on to that. okay. actually, we'll do it afterwards. You continue. Okay, okay, okay. Will one of EA Partners game feature an animal protagonist? Uh, Without a doubt. Oh, fuck yeah. Look at me. All right. Um. Did you just conveniently gloss over my giant where is Peggle 3 question? No. Yes. Oh, well, Peggle. I thought you said Pickle uh, 3 any, for a second. It doesn't need to be called Peggle 3. I thought you will said where Peggle is Pickle 3? Will Peggle be conference? Pickles, yes. where is my Pickle? Will there be a Peggle revival? Maybe it's the HD remaster is with Peggle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I that kind of wouldn't be, be mad about that, actually. I'd be into it. Or maybe it's like the original Plants vs. Zombies. Right, Peggle, do we got a Peggle? We have to have a Peggle. Okay, it says reply hazy. Hold on. Everybody clench your butts again. All right, clenching. I'm clenching. I'm clenching. Oh, God. Ah, we're concentrating I'm still clenching. again. I'm clenching Clench, harder. Keep clenching. Okay, okay, I'm clenching harder. Squeezy. Fuck you. What? Seriously? Oh, our butts aren't tight ball. enough, everybody. Oh, my Everybody gosh. at home who I'm can't gonna... even listen to this yet because it hasn't been recorded. I'm going to be so sore tomorrow. <laughs> Outlook good. Oh, oh good. See the butt clutching was worth it. Worked. Oh my god. <laughs> so I think that we can fairly say that EA Sports is going to have the usual suspects. Yeah, I feel like that's not even a Magic Eight Ball request. No, definitely <laughs> not. But the one last thing I think we should maybe ponder is: Is it time for EA to sunset Sims Four and bring in Sims yes. Five? <gasps> Okay, Simmer, what's a Sims 5 prediction you want to make? Or is that it? I, I just, I, I just want so Sims 4 to die. I just want more Sims. But I want them to marry Sims 3 a little bit more with uh, with the new Sims. Like, Sims 4, they change a lot of shit. Um, is Sims 4 so. the expansion that you and I played last year? Where yes. We got married. Or we made, oh, no, we banged. We banged yeah, somebody okay. who was married. She just apparently did not care about her vows. Well, because Sims 4 was originally released in 2014. Seems like Sims 5 would be a a good time for the new generation of consoles. At least to tease it and be like, it's coming. I think that's, I think, yeah. Will we see anything about Sims 5? Yes. Hello. Hello. I hate it when it gets stuck on an edge and you're like, 
Listen. Without a doubt. Oh. Ooh, well, well, yeah. well. Give me, give me some Sims where I get so involved that all I eat is candy corn. Um, do we milk. even want to bring up Anthem? Oh, no, because was... no, because when we talked about that Anthem 2.0 post that Bioware made, it was very clear that they're like hunkering down and going back to the drawing board and like rejiggering a bunch of things under the hood with that game. So I would be very shocked. Wait, when was that post? I already forgot. Like uh, means... two weeks ago. Time has yeah. no meeting. Yeah, it was, okay. it was recent. So probably it'll take them a little bit longer than a, a couple of weeks to yeah, figure I, that out. I would say next year probably for Anthem. And I think that it's the right call. I think EA needs to... Let Anthem lie low for a while, and yeah, if they do anything, work their stuff out. Be not a great move. Yeah, if they're going to talk to Bioware, like people know that they want to hear about Dragon Age. Age. (laughs) Oh Oh my god, there was some fan art on Twitter with Cole in a mm, delicious, delicious looking outfit. Oh, what was it? It was just like some more different furs. (laughs) (laughs) If we only hear one thing from Bioware. Would you rather get a CG teaser for Dragon Age 4 or get confirmation of the Mass Effect Trilogy HD remake? Oh, confirmation of the... Because we know Dragon Age 4 is coming anyway. No, that's not what I asked you. You said, would you, you would rather, rather you, get confirmation? Would you rather have a CG trailer? Like would a, you rather like get like, like more a, information, information, like a new trailer, CG trailer for Dragon Age... Like a new yes. a new teaser, I new would info, be- or would you rather get confirmation that Mass Effect Trilogy remaster exists? Yeah, I, I heard you. I, w- I, w- I would still want the Mass Effect. I would go Dragon Age because I know what Mass Effect is, and even if it is or is not coming, I honestly don't care. Like because it's not because it's not a remake; it is a remaster. That's oh yeah, you said you wouldn't if get emotional about it. If it was a remake, then I would be like, Rrr. I mean. But, if- I personally, like, at this point, after Dragon Age 4 was teased at, what was that, Game Awards 2017? 18? It was 18, I think. 2018. It sounds like this game is still at least two years away. I don't want to know anything else about it until we get closer. If it comes behind, like, the confirmation of Mass Effect or Dragon Age, we know we're getting Dragon Age. I know eventually I'll get the info all about it. If I get it now, it's like, why still wait two years for that? No, thanks. Just give me the fucking Mass Effect. Give me the wet dream material. You know what I mean? That's fair. I think there's validity to each of our points. Let's yeah. move on. Friends. <laughs> That's what we call friendship. All right. Well, that does it for EA. Moving right. on to Squeenix. Squeenix. So in March of this year, they said our 2020 lineup and the next generation that lies beyond is stronger than ever for Square Enix. We're exploring other options to share our games with you. That was right around everything was getting canceled. And then just last week... Takahashi Mochizuki from Bloomberg said Square Enix said it won't hold online an online event to unveil this year's this fiscal year's new releases around E3's timing because making assets ready for such show has become difficult due to COVID-19 instead it will announce new titles on individual basis which aligns with what happened when we read earlier in the show where Avengers has its own thing on June 24th uh, and they haven't said anything about anything else so it works checks out your math checks it does check out do we want to so, ask any avenger questions to the magic eight ball yeah i was gonna look and see what the current release date is marvel's avengers release date oh yeah because it's it. been delayed right yeah yeah so it's september 4th 2020 do we think they're gonna hold to that date or do you think they're gonna push it again will avengers release on september 4th 2020 <laughs> 
What does this say? I need you to, I need you to fucking get in the light because I can't read you when you're in the dark. <laughs> oh, that's real deep, actually. Get in the light because I can't read <laughs> like you when you're in the dark. Like, it's just fucking being a bitch. Why are you doing this? Oh, it got mad at me. Oh, is it broken? Is it, it just says, not better even not tell you now? Oh, see, you oh, talked dirty. I didn't like dang. it. <gasps> okay, okay. I'm sorry, Magic Apple. I'm sorry. But okay, will she, we she see? But will Avengers be on September 4th? Science point to yes. Okay. okay. It accepted yeah. my apology. For what it's worth, okay. it might not be worth a lot because things happen. During their announcement that they're having the War Table stream, they did still say they're sticking to that release date. Not good. That. That's good to know. I mean, now that they don't have to make an E3 demo, they honestly might have a better time. <laughs> there you go. Do, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting looking at this, knowing how much people have cooled on the Avengers franchise from the MCU from this point last year when the hype was so high after Endgame came out and everyone was super on edge slash mad about the reveal of the gameplay and the characters yeah because it wasn't oh, like yeah. the movie yeah because they are not the likenesses of the actors in the mcu because this is not set in the mcu it's like a, a different timeline so that's different yeah yeah so that square enix could Ultimate have universe. and crystal dynamics more importantly the developer um could have you know an original storyline so are you ladies like still excited at all because this was a big game that i think all of us were interested in last year but i feel like we haven't heard anything we haven't seen anything and I think that, you know, it's certainly moved to the back of my mind as a 2020, you know, game of the year contender, which is kind of a bummer because I think that they had such an amazing opportunity to make something really kick ass. I think they still do. I think for me, the hard part is just like the climate of the year is hard because I agree with you that I've sort of forgotten and pushed it to the wayside, but I think that's because there's just bigger shit happening. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there is. So it's not necessarily the fault of the developers or even the PR or what's going on. It's just like, there's a lot of other things to be worrying about right now than whether or not I'm going to play Avengers anytime soon. And I'm not, it's not out until September. Um, So I'm still interested in this game. I do agree. With, I feel like it's a double-edged sword what they've what they've gone through because on the one hand, giving them that space allows them to maybe not piss people off as much when you go into the game and it's not Chris Hemsworth and it's not Chris. Fuck. What's the other guy? Evans? The other Chris Evans. Yes, I'm like I'm like Pratt. No, that's the wrong one. Um, <laughs> there's so many Chris's, uh, and. I feel like people will be a little bit more receptive. It's a little, it gives you a little bit of distance. So you can have that um, individuality in your story. And maybe people will be a little more receptive to that. But then at the same time, you also miss out on the hype train. Like if this game had released last year in June, I can't even like, I, I would love to see the modeling on that, right? Like that timing versus new timing. But however, I do think people would have been annoyed and they would have picked it up because they're an Avengers fan from the movies mm. or whatever. And then they're going to get the game. And then they're mad that it's not doesn't look like the actors. And they don't understand why the voices are different. And they're just confused. So, I don't know. It's There was it's a sweet difficult. spot there. But yeah. yeah, I feel like by September, and even maybe by now, it's just kind of, you know. Like I've said, superhero things don't really get me going. But I do remember playing that game. I do remember fucking shit up as Hulk. And that was incredibly satisfying. I remember it played really well. Yeah, you're well, a Hulk player for sure. And I was excited about the gear and the co-op aspect of it. 
But yeah, I think I'm along the same lines as both of you. Is I'm excited to play it when it comes out because what I did play left a really good lasting impression. But as of right now, it's like okay, I got I got my mind on other things, you know, like Tilo Two and you know other games like Cyberpunk that comes out the week after. Whoops. Yeah, I think that they're just going to be. I think they're just going to be it's a harder window in a bad window. I mean, if you look at a game, even like Spider Man PS4 Marvel Spider Man when that came out, that game had you know lots of critical acclaim and then obviously went on to sell a bunch more titles but it still got overlooked that year because god of war was out the same year (laughs) yeah that was a sony sort of shooting themselves in the foot (laughs) so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that falls knowing that there's final fantasy 7 remake cyberpunk t lutu and more games to come that you know are going to be vying for people's dollars this year in a year where it's harder than ever for gamers to spend money on leisure activities. So I think Deadly Premonition Two has this one in the bag, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> for Gody, okay. Um. Also from Square, we have Bravely Default Two, which I would say could be something revealed or more expanded upon during a Nintendo Direct. But lol, rip. That's probably not happening. Final Fantasy VII, I, I was re- perusing some of the uh, Reddit forums, you see, and some folks were asking about Final Fantasy VII. Obviously, that's not coming to Xbox until March of 2021, so sorry, y'all got us. You got some time to wait for that. And then there was the idea, well, could there be additional skins or weapons introduced into the game as a fun little incentive to pick up the game again? I would say, just please get Episode Two out ASAP. Yeah, exactly. Don't work, worry about DLC. Just keep pushing forward. When we want to play more. Push forward. I'm with you, Britt. Do you think that we're going to see a tease for the second episode this year? Or do you think no? No. We should ask the 8-Ball, though. Yeah. The 8-Ball is all-knowing. 8-Ball. What are we asking? Will we uh, see a tease of Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Episode 2? It is decidedly so. Oh, oh shit! It probably won't be until Game Awards, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just you just said this year, so that gives us plenty of time. Oh, okay. We covered our asses. Covered the April's yeah. asses. We didn't say June. That's true. 2020. Oh. Well, there's also the Gamescom stuff, right? So yes, Gamescom, like you said, like there's still, yeah, they could announce, they could literally do it up to the last minute in December. Oh, God. All right, and then finally. I mean, I would say something with Kingdom Hearts, but their mobile game just got delayed. So rip Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about. Kingdom I don't Hearts. know if Kingdom Hearts is going to say anything this year. I don't know. Will we see anything from Kingdom Hearts, regardless of the platform this year? <laughs> oh, cannot predict now. All right. Well, we could all clinch like, for that. Yeah, but the, I don't the really future feel like of Kingdom Hearts is a little bit hazy. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up the. Oh, for yeah, for uh, the Deck Nine game. Tell me yeah, why. but it's not. But Square Enix is not publishing that. Xbox Game Studios is. Publishing oh, it. yeah, I it says exclusives. That. Yeah, they're working directly with Deck Nine uh, Xboxes. Well, then um, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Indeed, I will take that off of this list. Will um, Brit see one more for the for the summer? Will Brit okay. see a JRPG that will make her grunts with extreme excitement? Come on, you know you will. I don't know. My standards are getting up there, you know. Okay, clench your butt cheeks. Clench I'm clenching really hard right clench now, actually. It harder because it said hazy. Oh god. Okay, everyone, clench the magic eight Clenching. balls. Being a bitch. I have to go get a charger. My computer's gonna die. Okay. Oh my god, it's like stuck. Okay. Oh god, I can only clench so hard. I'm shaking. Outlook, not so good. Ah. 
Uh-oh. We, nope. This is not. This is bad news bears for the uh, the JRPG fan, Brittany. <sighs> Simon, all I want in life is to grunt. You know, I just want to get so excited. You can still grunt. You just, it might be faking it. I don't want to fake it. You know what I mean? I want to be, like, legit excited. Life is too short to feign excitement, Simon. You know what I mean? I have to feign excitement a lot, though. What? <laughs> Did you say I, said, I feign excitement I, a lot? I said I have to feign excitement Oh, a lot. you do. Yeah, I was like, I, that's okay. I, I appreciate know, the effort you put forth. was built. You put forth great. How was your drink, by the way? It's delicious. Yeah, it looks it's still got good. a little bit. Sippy, sippy, sippy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the outlook for Brittany is not so good, Andrea. Oh, really? Yeah. If you want to, if you want to write that, that calls into doubt everything that April has predicted so far. Does it though? I feel like because Brittany grunting at a JRPG is the most predictable thing ever. <laughs> well, not wrong. All right, let's soldier on. We have lots more to go through. Ubisoft Forward is happening on July twelfth. And we know we're definitely going to see something from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla! Will we actually see real gameplay from Valhalla? Oh, yeah. It is certain. Okay. Better be, because it's coming out this fall. So if they don't show it here, I don't know where you would. I would feel like the game would get delayed if you can't show me that. We have a question from patron Kevin Komaki. Will we see Beyond Good and Evil this year? This year? That is a great question. Like, oh. for, I always say at this event, will we see oh. Beyond Good and Evil at this event? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's okay. time. You are stuck on a thing. Without a doubt. Yes! Oh. All right. Let's see what else we got. What else we got? What else we got? Hmm. Skull well, and Bones. Well, we've got... So, Skull and Bones is a good one because we haven't heard anything. Part of me feel like this game is just going to get canceled. We've heard nary a word of, of the Skull and Bones. Now, is Skull and Bones... Could that be somehow integrated into AC Valhalla? Or is it just I mean, different? the ship combat is the same thing. I mean, it's just... You know what I mean? I always thought it was weird that they spun it off in the first place. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was weird that they were like, we're just going to take the ship combat from this game and make it an entire game. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to never talk about it again. That was the weird. <laughs> just gonna I feel like, like the, the combat and the mechanics of Skull and Bones might be a little too deep for an AC game. I don't know if it would make sense. Because I imagine they probably got it real nitty and gritty because that was the whole focus of that game, right? Right. Still around. It's just, shit. yeah, it's like naval combat. Simulator. Okay, will it be announced that Skull and Bones has been absorbed into AC Valhalla? They would never announce that part. But, like, the idea of Skull and Bones is more of a pirate-based game, and that doesn't fall in the same, like, timeline. I just want my silly question asked, you know? What? Just one of those things. Ugh, but you're setting not... the eight ball up for failure. Yeah. You God damn it, ladies. We have, to, we have to try a different question. Oh, come on! Just shake that bitch and ask my question. Wow, she's wow, getting sassy. She's getting a little ornery. Okay, so before you ask Brittany's question, okay. a just a request? little refresher on what's going on with Skull and Bones. Nothing. The, the official <laughs> the official Twitter account for Skull and Bones hasn't posted anything since March of 2019. Originally, Skull and Bones was delayed until the end of the fiscal year last year, which ended March 2020. So we... And know that it's in deep doo-doo right now no matter what's <laughs> happening why don't we say is, is skull and bones still alive i feel like it's canceled. Does this project still exists okay i still see you're not answering my question but i will do it, it by says myself. yes 
Eight still, ball. granted, I did say it does it still exist. Oh, my computer's still. like your that, computer just that, that cable. They're like that cable is not enough power to power this. Okay, let me I'm go get my it. proper cable. Hold on, I have, I oh, have. Ask Brittany. Brittany's got it. Okay, Brittany, what was your question? I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay, so I was about to use spikesdigitalapol.com, and I was about to ask digitalapol. No, no, no. Will Skull and Bones? Will it be announced that Skull and Bones has been absorbed into AC Valhalla? Do you want it to be announced, or do you just want it to happen and like they? I won't just want to be some mention, some hint of it. Some something. Okay. Clench your butt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you say? Oh, God. You stupid liquid. Very doubtful. Okay. Well, you know what? Ask and we shall receive. I have received my sad news. You have received your news from Magic Eight Ball Jesus. It's all I wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very doubtful. Okay. Oh, the other one me. I'm really curious about is gods and monsters. Oh yeah. Okay. What yeah, you, what's so, your question? Hmm, hmm, hmm. I like the swami here. Will we get a release date for gods and monsters? Will we get a release date? What do you say, Ball? Yes. Sweet. Short and sweet. That's what I want. Like that me. will make me grunt. Granted, it's not a JRPG from Square Enix, so it doesn't really count, I suppose. It doesn't count towards the other thing, correct? That's true. Yeah. Sad. Sad day. All right. And then the other one is Far Cry. Mm. 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 How are you feeling about Far Cry? I mean, I wish that I wish they wouldn't, but they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, got a, so we got like a accidental tease from the actor who plays Voss. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and Ubisoft does love putting Far Cry out because it's a good moneymaker for them. It consistently money, sells money, units money. every single time. Money. And why not launch a new Far Cry? I would guess that that Far Cry probably won't launch until, if it's this year at all, I would guess more likely it's spring 2021. Will the Far Cry, Far Cry with, the, with the Voss actor be a new Far Cry or will it be some sort of remake of the old? Hmm. That's not... You can't answer it that way. It just says without a doubt. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you have to ask it yes or no questions. Oh, that's true. You understand that, I, right? Yeah, shut up. Magic Eight Balls are difficult concoctions. I'll tell you what I think. They're from the future. You know, it's hard. Um, will... will okay. Oh, no, what ahead. you asked was, will the new Far Cry be an extension of Far Cry 3? Or yeah. I meant, like, will it be a new one? Like, will it be Far Cry 6? Right. We'll just ask you that. Will we see okay. Far Cry we'll 6? Will we see Far Cry 6? Concentrate. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, Magic Eight Ball. Do I need a clench? Yeah. Clenching. <laughs> Science pointy, yes. Okay. Nice. It's just more of I wasn't sure if it was like, well, Voss is back, therefore it's just a remake of the old. Mm. We could ask if it will include Voss. The Sutsia. Yeah. Will include Voss. Better not tell you now. You wow. Because he is a creepy character and he might murder you in your sleep. Oh, so the eight ball is just looking out for everyone is what's happening. Okay, that's fair. He's got (laughs) our best interest at heart. Uh, Did you guys talk about Watch Dogs? No. Watch Dogs. Granny Squad. So this is also another game that was was supposed to be out spring 2020. Another game that was delayed by Ubisoft to spring 2020. Spring 2020 is just about done. Unless they're going to drop a surprise announcement. It's just like May 31st. They're like, this is literally like one of the last days we can get away with calling this spring because you cannot do it in June. 
here you go. But no, it's not going to. No, it's no going to be like, um, we, uh, ha, ha, COVID. That's what it's going to be. I oh. feel like at this point they have to wait until like fall. they, I mean, but they can't wait until fall because then you're or putting like watchdogs squarely in Assassin's Creed Valhalla's window. So they either have to release this summer yeah. and compete with Sony's titles and then try to get out of the marketing way of Assassin's Creed, which is, you know, one of Ubisoft's biggest franchises of all time. Or you have to wait, push it even further out and wait until 2021. And at that point now, AC Valhalla has leapfrogged Watch Dogs Legion. And that mm, just feels funny. really weird I mean, to you me. know, you have to play as the grandmas. It's the grandmas. Grandma squad. So grandmas are like, hard to animate, everybody. So yes, it takes a little bit more development. <laughs> it will instead be released sometime during the company's 2028 to 2021 fiscal year, which begins on April 1st, 2020. And it looks like it ends, what, March 2021? Yeah, usually. Okay. Um, so I'm so guessing yeah, Q1 guess then. Q1 of 2021. next year. Yeah. Which is... I, honestly, given the ambition of that project does not surprise me. Because when they were like, you can literally play as anybody and they all have different stats and blah, blah, blah. I was like, your engineers must hate their lives. Because that's <laughs> some whack job coding that needs to happen to get that to work. Um, so I'm not surprised that they need more time to make it happen. Um like I just said, it was very ambitious. So, okay. So, how do we Hats phrase up. that as a question? Oh, what are we phrasing? What question um, do you want? Will, oh, will Watch Dogs Legion get pushed to 2021? Q1 2021. Yeah. You've got to give me an answer. You can't sit on the side. <laughs> clinch, clinch, clinch. My sources say no. Oh, oh okay. Intrigue. I wonder when it will all happen then. Who could say, but not the Magic 8-Ball, because you can only say yes or no questions. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't think we really have too much to talk Mm-mm. about when it comes to DLC for Ubisoft's rotating games of service. You know, your Division, Ghost Recon, For Honor, R6. I think we can expect those to continue to be supported, new seasons, etc., but did we talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2 we besides we'll outside be of Kevin's question? No. Mm-mm. Did Mm-mm. you have a question? Well, I mean, I, it gets to a point where you go, well, Will we how get a many state? Yeah, how many giant games is Ubisoft trying to publish at the same time? It's <laughs> too many, which is where, why you, know, you think it's going to be staggered and then people miss their dates and then you're like, well, now I have a plate. That's stacked. Well, now Domino's the rest of the slate. And I the don't slate, yeah. know what to do with it. <laughs> Delay it. Yeah. Delay it all. all. Will Beyond Good and Evil 2 get her an actual release, release date? date? Well, okay. What about if we go release window? Okay. I don't fine. think we're going to get a hard date. I think Says we'll yes. get window. Yeah. Said yes. yes? Said yes. All right. Yes. That's a good okay. Ubisoft recap right there. I'm feeling good about it. Shall we continue on? Yes, next. <laughs> next okay, I, I got it. Uh, Xbox is up next. <laughs> like, I can't. I can barely read that. So after the partner gameplay LOL reveal that happened on the inside Xbox. It's a little bit sad. Episode that Brittany and I streamed and we were like, this is weird. Mm. Um, we got a promise from Xbox that they were going to be showcasing their first party games for Series X in July. And that we would definitely see Halo Infinite. I mean, you better. Yeah. Like, be real that, bad. That's, 
like a slap on the face a little bit. It's just like a like a little like of course. I, I'm with you that it feels super odd that they announced Infinite a long time ago and we've seen literally nothing. They're like it from Infinite and now it's supposed to launch in the fall. So we're talking about a super short marketing window for Xbox's biggest franchise of all time. And I don't know if they're trying to take something from the playbook of Bethesda with Fallout 4 and how they surprise announced that and then released it like mere months later. Or if there's something else at work here. What do you think, Britt? Uh, I think it was just them wanting to... Because when did Halo 5 come out? That was 2015. A while ago. 16? 15? Um, I think 16 sounds right. Let me double check. 2015. October 2015. 27th, 2015. Okay. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I just think it was like, hey, let's drum up some hype because... At that time, Xbox was not... They weren't floating very well, you know what I mean? At the matter of, well, we know that Infinite, this game is still so far out. It's It would have been five years by now if we hadn't heard anything from Infinite. So I guess it it was just probably like, hey, let's just stick it out there. That's what she said. Oh, and- no, no. I'm not disagreeing with them doing a tease. I think that that's awesome. I think it's crazy that they've shown nothing else of the game up until this point. And that the first like real look at the game we're getting is in July. Hypothetically, Xbox Series X is releasing either late October or mid-November. And that's just one, two, three months away from when they're going to show the game. Oh, I was like, what? Does that Not from today, away? but like, from when what? Xbox is going to show Infinite. Sure. And then when you're expected to buy it with the new console, right? I'm not that surprised. Oh, here's why I don't think it's that crazy. Number one, it's a Halo game. Really, how much do you need to see of it? Oh, like, burn. <laughs> no, that's not even a burn. It's like no. it, you kind of know what you're going to get. You want to see it. You definitely want to see it because you want to see how pretty they can make it. And you are curious to know which direction this is going to go. But like you need a little bit. You don't need a lot to sell Halo, right? Halo kind of sells itself. Mm-hmm. Not only that, because you're talking about a new generation of hardware, they probably needed to wait a really long time before they could get everything locked down and be at a place where they were comfortable to talk about it. And then, I mean, I don't know why they necessarily didn't start with it, but they had that kind of weird... I disagree with them having the weird preview thing that they already had. I think that was a little bit of a misstep. Um, But hopefully with their first-party stuff, now is the time when they can be like, come buy an Xbox. Do you want to buy a watch, kids? Let's go. Uh, Have some Halo. Have some something else, because we need more than that. But... So do you think because of the way that you're describing it, and I don't disagree with you that you we pretty much know what Halo is going to look like. I don't think 343 is going to revolutionize the Halo formula. You know, but does that bode well for Xbox going into a very competitive fall with a lot of other titles that have come out this year? Do you think that people are going to save their money just for Halo and in Xbox Series X when they are people who are actively considering other platforms? Not people who are the diehard xbox fanboys and fangirls of the world who are going to buy it no matter what but like people who are like maybe i'll buy a ps5 and i don't know if i want to pick ps5 or xbox series x shit i think yeah. this is gonna be a little different because halo 5 wasn't super well received obviously for a multitude of reasons the story went kind of wacky some folks weren't super happy with the gameplay so i think if this was coming out you know if this was gonna be like the halo 3 then obviously i think everyone would be buying an xbox and a copy of halo like not even thinking about it but you know maybe there's some truth to that that 
maybe Halo, this sounds so dramatic and so clickbaity, but maybe Halo doesn't have the legs that it once had when you're comparing it to, you know, PlayStation exclusives, for example. And we haven't seen a lot of Halo. And so I, and I was going, I was thinking about that. And I'm wondering if it's because if you're going to do your big Halo Infinite blowout reveal, I think you want to do it alongside your new console, even though it does have smart delivery. You want to say, hey, this definitively is the Xbox Series X running Halo Infinite. Whoa, look how cool it is. And I think that's how you drum up hype for an announcement. So maybe that's why they've been waiting. Oh, Who knows? absolutely. But um, yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thought is if you're on the fence, if it comes between PlayStation and Xbox and you always were an Xbox diehard fan, you always loved Halo, but maybe Halo 5 kind of rubbed you the wrong way. Maybe this is the year where you're kind of like, well, do I really want to hop back into the next Halo? Isn't we know it is. Is the next Halo really going to follow Master Chief this time instead of the other characters? Like, what's going on with, with Cartana? So maybe we do need a little bit, actually. Of, you need uh, a little. I'm just saying you don't need months and months and months. If you can have one really strong event, I think that's honestly probably enough to sell most people, depending on who you are. Um, but I think it'll just. I, I think you're right. Like, I don't know that it necessarily does have the sell-through power. I mean, we'll find out. But I think it'll also depend on what else is stacked up with it, right? If Xbox can tie in a lot of good third-party integration with the console release, then you might be like, well, yeah, I can get Halo and something cool for this other game that I really am looking forward to and this other thing. And so it'll all come... Honestly, it'll come down to a lot of third-party stuff, too, and figuring out where you think it makes more sense to buy into that ecosystem. Well, third party and also all those acquisitions they made in 2018. I feel like we're getting close to that time where, okay, what have you been working on? What is the initiative doing? Are we going to get a tease from what all of these, you know, developers that have a lot of good, what am I trying to say? Resumes. There we go. High qualified yeah. developers. What are they doing? Are we going to mm-hmm. finally get that fucking Fable game that's been rumored for years from Playground? Oh what about Undead Labs? Already for something new. The last game they had was State of Decay 2, and that came out, what, 2017? 2018? 2017? It was just last year, wasn't 2018? it? 2018. May of 2018, so two years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, God, that was two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Where's the time going? But I think if Xbox has... I mean, we haven't asked April, the April almost anything. Um, yeah, we'll but I do think... Oh, well, PSV wants to know if the teraflops will be mentioned. Uh, uh, I mean, we've already talked about... They've already talked about teraflops, though. Do you think you want to hear it again? Rehash. Fine. Will the word teraflops appear at this event? <laughs> Don't count on it. I would agree with that. Um, this should be quote should be a software focused, not a hardware focused um, showing. So I'd be really surprised if they went to teraflop world. Yeah, I don't think that they will either. I think they've already gotten out there with what the box looks like, what the box can do. So I think that they're, like you said, focusing. So Sammy Nichols asks, how many new Xbox IPs do you think we will get? Kind of piggybacking off of what Britt was mentioning about how they have all these studios under their umbrella now, but we still don't know what most of them are working on. How many new IPs? Well, the eight ball can't answer that. So here's how I'm going to flip it. Okay. I'm going to say, will we see something new from every studio they've acquired? Ooh. See something. Not something. Like, it doesn't need to be a lot. This could, for all intents and purposes, just be like a logo. It could just be a five-second tease. Like, that's all I'm talking about. Like, but it, okay. will every studio talking have about a new IP. announced? It can't be DLC for, like, an existing series, right? No, it new can. IP. Okay. It's not, not new IP. It's just each studio. Are you going to tell us what literally every studio that is under your Microsoft umbrella is doing? 
Yes, undoubtedly. Oh. I have to ask. Sorry. It says definitely. (laughs) Are we finally getting our new Fable announcement? Will we get it? Like a real Fable or that bullshit Fable? No, the real Fable. The one that Playground Games has apparently been working on. A traditional Fable game. I'm clenching hard for this one. It is decidedly so. Uh, I hope If this so. magic oh. people is correct, I will be very, very happy because I loved me some Fable. Yes, that would be so good. Okay, let's see what else we got. What else we got? What else I we got? I spent very little time with Fable. Should I go back and play Fable? Um, Two, yes. Yeah, I would say two. Fable two was the best to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But like, yeah. should I? Are you like excited Do you to have, recommend? Like, time? <laughs> yeah, you probably <laughs> I don't, though. I have oh, other th- a lot of other things that I have to play. I really, really love... I mean, I spent probably 100 hours in Fable 2. Okay. That's so a decent amount of time. I, I'm, I am curious to see how it would hold up now. That's what I was back, thinking. Th- back then, though, I was like, I'm all about that game. That's all yeah. I did for a while. Hmm. 100 hours. Interesting. So, like, honestly, kind of give it a shot because I'm curious to see what your take is now, this many years later. I don't, when did that game release? Fable 2? Let's a long look. time ago. Let's look, shall we? It came out in October of 2008. Wow. I'm so old. Ugh. Oh, not, God. 2008 wasn't that long ago. It's 12 that years ago. like yesterday to me. It is 12 years ago. Fucking shit. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, something I want to ask is, are okay. we going to get PVE or private servers for Sea of Thieves? Ah, great question. Please, 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 please. So for the record. Very doubtful. Damn Rare, it. Damn it. Rare did say in October of last year that private servers are something that's on their midterm roadmap was the word they used. But they said that wasn't immediate. So maybe yeah. not yet. Maybe not yet. Someday but I really want them. That would be something like so, oh, such a relaxing game right now. Dude. The oh God, I still remember the water. Just the water of that game. Was water like, tech oh, was great. So great. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be heckled by people. It's Same, like, I just, it's, I'm like, I'm in a no grief zone right now. Totally. Cannot deal with anybody griefing me in a it's game. The, it's the line, hell is other people. Yeah. And uh, that's what Sea of Thieves is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. So what else we got here? Um, Andrew Aguirre says, what does the Magic 8-Ball say about a Viva Pinata announcement? Will Viva Pinata be at the Xbox showcase or whatever they're calling it? Xbox, whatever. Hello? 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 It keeps giving me the angles of it, but not actually any words. Hello? Viva Pinata! Yes or no? I'm clenching for Viva Pinata, Steimer. It, it's, okay, why are you not working? <laughs> Ask again later. No, oh. clench. Everybody clench. Clenching! Oh. Ah, reply hazy. Try. Hey, just think like of the buns too? of steel. No, buns no, no, steel. no. I got it. I got it. It is certain. Ooh. Ooh. Give me Viva Pinata. I actually downloaded it because it's obviously on Games Pass. Um, I downloaded Trouble in Paradise, which is the second Viva Pinata game. And I was like, if I ever feel like I'm in a really bad mood, I'm going to start playing this again and just like, cheer myself up. Yeah. That's a great. Oh. It's like uh, Britney's Chicken Soup Comfort Games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it looks like we have a question from the one and only Re. Yes. Miss Rihanna says, will my wildest hopes and dreams finally become a reality? Will anyone, anyone <laughs> announce a Jade Empire remaster? Oh, All right. I'm clenching for you, Re. All right. 
So this probably should have been under EA. Yeah, I was about to say that should be um, EA. That's not yeah. an Xbox thing. It was on. Yeah, that was, that was it was an Xbox exclusive at one point. Yeah, but so was Mass Effect. So yeah, exactly. So it was Mass Effect. So we'll just you know bump what? this back up to the EA section. As I see it, yes. Okay, I, I think really? that might this the Magic Eight Ball might be a little drunk on this one. Yeah, but we also didn't say when. We That's just said, true. That's oh. true. We didn't. Ray, your question was very vague, so the eight ball took full advantage of that. It's like sure, at some point in the universe, it, this might happen, or it could be in a parallel universe. We don't know. What was mm-hmm. the answer? Uh, as I see it, yes. As I see it, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that was two, two seconds, seconds ago. ago. She can't I don't know. The year is 2033, and they've announced a Jade <laughs> Empire remaster. Um, what else do we think that we're going to get from Xbox? Do you think we're going to get a price, or do you think we're just going to get software? Only. I think for this, it'll be software. Okay. I think later. they'll wait as long as they can. They definitely need to see Sony's stuff first and see how mm-hmm. much they're willing to put forth into mm-hmm. the world. Um, once they have that understanding, I think they can be more competitive with theirs because Xbox, traditionally Microsoft, has a little bit more money to lose than Sony does. So they tend to, they can undercut if they need or want to. So I think they're going to they're gonna play. This is a game of chicken. That I always do enjoy. Mm. You're just like, who's going to do it first? Who's going to make the move? Okay. I just want to see the freaking PlayStation because, I again, <laughs> I need to get the dimensions for my next media console. <laughs> Will it fit is the name of the game. That's Gotta what she it. said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, question. Go ahead, Brett. I would say, is it going to be, will we get a price for... No, because I don't think we... I'm with Steimer. I don't think we will. So I think we just skip that question altogether. Okay, so do we ask anything about hardware for the Magic 8-Ball? Mm-hmm. Anyone have any questions for the almighty Magic 8-Ball? I mean, we can ask price. Why not? Fuck it. I just don't. <laughs> okay. What's the question? How about will we Cannot get... predict now. Will uh, we get a price for the for the Xbox Series X? Yeah. Shake it, girl. Shake it. By the end of the summer. By the end of summer. As I see it, yes. Well, okay. that makes sense. If they didn't announce price by then, that would be that, yeah, that, yeah. a little weird. They're, they're waiting to the very last minute, that Xbox They're like, is. just wait. Because like, they're going to need to put pre-orders up. <laughs> yeah, their pre-order page is live. It's true. So it's like, it. how much is it? Okay. I, need, I can't sign up for this. Wait, so. the pre-order page is live and they don't have a price? Uh-huh. That's weird. You can just get. put down $5 at GameStop and get yourself a console <laughs> how much it is later. Give us your $5 pre-order. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh since uh, this is already running long, as we suspected it would. Uh, PlayStation is up next, maybe next week, question mark, question, question mark, mark, question mark. Um, so let's say they're having an event is next week. Is the June week. 3rd event real? First question. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, Ball, you need to work with me a little bit more here. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm not good with balls, Andrea. Oh, I'm sure you're great with balls, Simon. Ask again later. No, I don't like oh me. Outlook good. Okay, great. So, yes, June 3rd, real. Okay. At this June 3rd event, um, will we get an announcement? For Horizon Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yes. Two. Took the words right okay. out of my mouth. Okay. I was trying to be dramatic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, we see Horizon Zero Dawn 2 at this event. Oh, 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 Ask oh. again later. Okay. Clench your butts. Most likely. I'm, oh, I'm clenching. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Will we see the console at this event? So Samer can buy an entertainment stand. So I can buy an entertainment stand. 
Yes. Good. Okay. There you if go. If you didn't do that again, I'd be mad because Xbox has shown their hand for quite some time on this. So we also got a few questions from Patreon of, about specific IPs, like Andrew's highlighting them all right now. I wasn't you, quite sure she just took yeah, them all away. Uh, no, I'm just putting them all at the bottom. Can you take them all away? So they're, so they're not so they're not um, under, under PlayStation. I put I'll them just do okay. best of the rest. That's fair. I wasn't sure where to put them because I'm not sure where they would get announced. I assume if they're going to get announced anywhere, it would be at PlayStation, but we can save it for best of the rest. Sure. So mm-hmm. anything else from PlayStation first party? Um, so as far as outstanding projects, um, in addition to Horizon Zero Dawn 2, do we think that Insomniac is ready to start talking about Spider-Man 2? Man. Seems Will soon. we get a Spider-Man oh. announcement? I just see, I just remember them using that, like that leaked yeah. demo had the Spider-Man footage on it. So it's like, and now Insomniac is fully under no. Sony Interactive Entertainment. So they might not be working on a Spider-Man game according to this Magic 8-Ball. Oh, oh yeah? Fuck the Magic 8-Ball, the ruiner no. of dreams. Well, I mean, but we just asked if we would get an announcement. A Spider-Man. Yeah. That's true. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It does. Oh, it's very. It does definitely exists. It was it's, the best-selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. They're definitely working. It definitely on that. exists. It might Spider-Man. just be a thought, a thought in someone's brain right now. It's somewhere yes. out there. What about Papa of War? Do Ooh, think, do Papa we of War. We'll see any more of, from Papa of War? <laughs> Will we get oh, Papa well, of War? More? Yes, eventually. Well, yeah, but, but, like, but I'm this trying to year, think of, like this no. event because here's my thing. I actually don't know. What's going to be their launch title when they come out of this fall? Mm. That's a great like, question. It could be Horizon, theoretically, maybe. Um, it's definitely going to be Silent Hill. Uh, that's not really a launch-friendly title. No. Oh, <laughs> give me that pyramid head. About, I'd buy that is shit. Is Halo enough? I'm like, could be, depending on what Sony, like, what, what does Sony have? Like, because a lot of their stuff is kind they're kind of prematurely uh you know <clears throat> and <laughs> okay i have a question will yeah. we get a tease for resident evil 8 okay will we get resident evil 8 tease at this event yes ask again later fuck you fuck you okay. i'll clench it is certain okay cool great groovy interesting Mm-hmm. I'm taking a look now at like Sony Ben just released their thing last year. Like uh, they will, it'll take them a while to get things going. Um, Horizon will depend on how fast Gorilla is. Sony Santa Monica. I don't think they can show anything besides the CG something. Yeah. I would doubt we would see anything. Cause like the PR cycle for God of War was actually relatively short. It was. Yeah. Um, so then what else, what other studio? And then you said Insomniac. It's, it is, I mean, the Magic Cable could be wrong. It could be, there could be another Spider-Man. Um, uh, I mean, I know, I'm crazy. I mean, like we still have Magic Polyphony, right? We don't know what they're working on. I mean, yeah, I guess it could be a Gran Turismo. Um, that is historically Turismo a very popular actually, title for launch for them. I was to say, actually, that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Will we get a new Gran Turismo launch title for PS5? Okay, clench your butts. Clench in. Think of cars and clench your butts. Clench in. Oh my god. Hello? I feel like it said a yes. Okay, I'm going to streak it one more time because it said a yes and then it tilted to a weird thing. Maybe put... Stop asking again later, you butts. Okay. Cars and butts. Cars and butts. Cars and butts. 
You may rely on it. Oh, nice. Mm. Do you think we'll get official confirmation that PSVR 2 is in existence? Ooh, good question, Britt. So I feel like they should really show us the con the fucking first oh, thing I'm with first. You. But yeah, okay. PSVR 2. Will it be at the Sony event? Am I supposed to say no? Ah, fuck you, 8-Ball. It's okay. I don't need another VR headset anyway. Truth. I don't think... I mean, I think VR has been successful for them. I don't think it's been so successful that they would want to launch or talk about additional hardware in PS5's launch yeah. year. Yeah. It's going to happen. Even, like, I don't think it's going to happen this year. They've showed, I have to find it weirdly. They're like, here's the controller. I'm like, okay, but what's the way is the box? <laughs> Show me the box. I'm with you. Um, yeah, so I think like when we look at what's on Sony's first party slate that's announced unless they're going to have new IP. I think that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is a strong contender for an announce. I think Gran Turismo is a strong contender for a launch title. And then we get maybe Horizon Zero Dawn 2 2021 next year. And then we get, you know, potentially something from Insomniac later down the line. I don't think we're going to hear from Bend for a while. Yeah, no, they'll they'll need a breather. And obviously we won't hear from Naughty Dog for quite some time. <laughs> we also need a breather. Um, but it's possible that we might hear something from Sucker Punch because I don't think any of us really understand how big the scope of Ghost of Tsushima is. I think it'll be a while for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing that we might see is if we get some kind of collection, like infamous collection. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, like a That'd yeah, be cool. a bundling of something, their old yeah. IP. But it wouldn't be them making it. It'd be like they'd probably license that out to somebody third party to make. Yeah. Mm. Worth noting that the PlayStation official magazine in UK, it's 38 games coming to PS5 leaked earlier today, this afternoon. But none of them are first party. It's all third party. And some of them are kind of fluffy. It's like Starfield. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Get, get yeah, the fuck I'm out sure of here. It's 38 games so there's, like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of games on here that are like, oh my God, I had no idea that was coming. But like The Sims 5 is on here, for example, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Um, anyway, just a little tidbit to throw that in there. Interesting. I mean, we typically at PlayStation State of Plays and or previous press conferences of your would get a very big tentpole Japanese partner title game that is launching exclusively on PS4 and then comes to other platforms later. Do you think we see that? What about a Bloodborne? Like a um, like a from software game? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, a Bloodborne sequel. Because they're working on Elden Ring. Elden right? Ring, oh, shit, right? Yeah, they're well, they can split things. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Bandai Namco is publishing that. Okay. It says it's going to be released for PS4 and Xbox One. LOL. LOL. Well, I mean, not to say that it's not going to be, but that obviously I think that the focus would be new consoles and that right. it would be, you know. I was going to say, well, we get a delivery. Bloodborne 2 tease. I don't know if that's what it would be called. That oh. would be good. My sources say no. <laughs> Sorry, Bloodborne fans. Sorry, typing? Okay. Typing. Do you guys even want to delve into like indie stuff? I would say no. No, nah. it's just too oh, the indie and stuff. And this is, is just one of them too. Card. It's no. too difficult to predict. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nintendo Brit. Oh boy. Um so Nintendo was Nintendoing. They it's been rumored, I think it was Shaq News that broke the story that they're no longer having a direct because the um sounds like in Japan they're just not quite built for 
pandemic and working from home as we are, Wi-Fi just isn't great there if it's available at all. It's it's a whole thing. So this wouldn't be too surprising. Obviously, Nintendo hasn't officially confirmed anything um, of that nature, but it does sound like they've told partners, like, yeah, we're just going to kind of be doing these little stealth drops here and there. So... What we have from Nintendo, obviously the number one thing that comes to people's mind is Breath of the Wild 2. This was teased at E3 last year, which kind of feels like that was forever ago. Holy crap. And um, yeah, I think... So this is the weird thing with Nintendo. I guess when we're talking about them, we're going to have to ask if we're going to get stealth drops this summer. But I feel like with something for Breath of the Wild 2, you'd want to hype that event up. That's not something you would just wake up to on a Thursday morning and be like, oh. Surprise! Surprise! So I would say, are we going to get a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 specific direct this summer? This summer? Yeah. Because it was announced for 2020, wasn't it? My reply is no. No, no, I don't think it was ever uh, officially announced. No the speculation was okay. that, holy crap, because they were using a lot of the assets, that perhaps it could come out holiday 2020 and be a real ass kicker. But I doubt that's going to happen now, or there's any chance of that happening Eight now. Says no, so it could be, they could have an event in the fall, but not in the summer. Honestly, it's probably smart of them to wait because they know by the time we get to the end of the year, the pandemic is going to have fully like hit people across the globe in a financial way. In the economy, we have no idea how it's going to be at the end of the year. We could probably speculate that it's not going to be great. Um, so it's smart of them to Magic delay. Magic eight ball. No, I'm Magic <laughs> Are we all fucked? <laughs> so yes, I always mean, yes, inc- incredibly. Right. Um, so what about other other kind of big Nintendo titles? Like, we- do we think we're going to get a Mario announcement? I'm personally hoping for Mario Galaxy Three. Will so, we see Super Mario Galaxy Three this year? Like. Or do you mean the summer? Like, do, when when do you want this event? Will we get an announcement about Super Mario Galaxy 3 this summer? Okay. Signs point to yes. Ooh. So, I yeah, like Mario's going to be interesting because Metroid? the rumors yeah, are of all the remasters to celebrate the 35th birthday. So... If you're going to follow the reports, it's going to be Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Galaxy that get the remaster treatment. Alongside of all that, we're supposed to get a Super Mario World Deluxe Edition, which is going to have the base game and then new content and new levels and whatnot. And the reason these rumors could be considered credible is because they're also the same ones. came from the same source that predicted or said that we were going to get that new Paper Mario game, and that did come to fruition. So, they did. They've that. got a leak in their boat over there at the treehouse. There's a snake in my boot. There's a no snake. Um, the other thing that I'm not personally very excited about. I don't know. Are you ladies fan of Pikmin? No, but Pikmin is a title that Nintendo keeps putting out because it's cute and people buy it. Okay, but I'm no, not really into Pikmin? it. Pikmin. The Pikmin. That was a, that was a Wii U launch title. Yeah, yeah, Pikmin three. So the thought is that it's going to get the tropical freeze Mario Kart eight treatment and get ported over to the Switch. That Will seems like an easy win for them. Pikmin this year. Yes. It Pik- was, it was, Pikmin was a, 3 Deluxe? That question was mark? instantaneous yes. There you go. What about... She's thinking. I'm like, what about... <laughs> I was I, I want to say Metroid. Pause. Is the Metroid... You want to talk about Metroid? I was going to ask about Nintendo 64 Classic Edition. Yeah, I have that on my oh. list too. Oh my God. Okay, but Metroid 4. Yeah, so that was scrapped in January 2018. And we know that Retro Studios is now working on it. So we haven't heard anything for about a year and a half. Yeah. And I feel so, like since they are not in Japan, they may have an easier time developing mm-hmm. stuff still. Um, will we see more from Metroid this summer? 
Oh, don't count on it. Drat. Because the trilogy is the other rumored announcement, too. I mean, it's all rumors, but I feel like this is the... I don't know. It's always yeah. fun. I love this time of year. Uh, Metroid Prime trilogy, could that be coming to Switch? So go back off what Andrea was saying earlier. Will we get N64 games to Nintendo Switch Online's offering? Oh, please. Wait, so the online offering? Or do you, are you, do you mean only make a mini console? That is that. No, not a mini console. Because right now they have that Nintendo Switch Online, right? Where you can get Super yes. Nintendo games. and. Yeah. All right. Will that what's join the, que- the roster? Wait, what? what's the question? Will N64 games join Super Nintendo and NES titles as a part of Nintendo Switch Online? Signs point to yes. Okay. They just need to overhaul that whole thing. It really sucks. They they're really so, do. It's they're so bad at releasing games. It's just like, I don't know what they're doing. I'd rather just buy them. Like, unleash all of them on your eShop and let me buy them again for five bucks. I don't care. I bought them yeah. 20 times already. Okay, so yeah. speaking of N64, I have to ask this every single year. Will okay. I get my Ocarina of Time remake or remaster announcement? There's more Ocarina coming. Clench your butt. I'm clenching so hard. You mean specifically for Switch, right? Oh, yeah. My sources say no. Fuck! Mm, why does, it have, to, why does it have to tell me the truth? Okay, know. okay, try this Magic 8-Ball, and am I getting Mother 3 localized? Will <laughs> Mother 3 be LOL. localized this year? Well, not announced this year. Okay, clench your butt. It's asking again later. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Ugh, sources say no. <laughs> Why does it have to hurt so bad? Um, okay, last Nintendo question. Will we get all of the Animal Crossing New Horizons <laughs> quality of life changes that were proposed in that fan video? Okay. Oh, please. <laughs> This is bullshit. It is certain. Yes! Good job. I mean, it's probably not true, but it's I'll take it. It's not true, but the Magic 8-Ball will give you a little bit of hope, and it'll dash it all later. I do have, <laughs> sorry, one more question. I want to know, is Mario Kart 9 going to be announced? Will we get more Mario Kart? My reply is... What? Half this episode is just that 8-Ball being a bitch. <laughs> it really, it's being really finicky today. Okay, okay. Let's just... Mario Kart. It is certain. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. Cool. All right. Now we're into the final stretches of our Magic 8-Ball predictions. As you guys know, Bethesda has formally announced that they are sitting out any announcements this year, so we're not going to include them because it doesn't really feel like a good place to speculate what they may or may not do when they're like, yo, we're taking a break (laughs) from announcing stuff. Um, But Warner Brothers, on the other hand, did originally have a plan to be part of E3 this year with their own press conference, or at least it was alleged that that was going to happen. So they've got some things up their sleeve that they haven't quite shown us yet. And we've got several questions about this from our patrons. Megan Milton asks, will WB announce a Batman game or will Rocksteady tell us what they are working on soon? So instead, those are two questions. So will WB announce a Batman game? Will we get a Batman game? Don't count on it. I think that's fair. My sources have rumored that what Rocksteady's working on is not a Batman game. Yeah. It's a DC game, but it's not Batman. Will we see what Rocksteady is working on this year? Well, Outlook, not so good. Maybe Ooh. they maybe they need a little bit more time. <laughs> I mean, they have maintained. While. Yeah, they've maintained though that they're like not ready to talk. Like there has not been any leaks or teases or 
really anything from Rocksteady at all. And, you know, like generally that means that they're like really deep in development and they just are not ready to talk about it yet. Heads down. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex Kohler asked, do you guys think that we'll finally see that Harry Potter RPG? Yes. Now, this one I'm particularly interested in. Yes. I am very much big eager. Money, no whammies, big money, no whammy. Eager for Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clench. Everybody clench. Okay. Because I really want. Clenching. Really, Come on, really Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. Okay. Harry Clenching. Potter be a real thing this year. The Harry Potter announcement. Oh, my God. You need to give me an answer. Oh, the clenching continues. Oh, my butt hurts. Ooh, clutch is so hard. It is decidedly so. Yes. And the magic eight ball does not lie, ladies and gentlemen. I love never. it. It's never once lied in the history of us doing this podcast. But yeah. do not crush your hopes and dreams, Alex. Harry Potter mm-hmm. shall soon be yours. Harry Potter. Harry and Potter. I have, I have to double check. I think Dragon's Dogma is actually Bandai. I think it's, yeah, it's Bandai. Um, Not that. It's Or it's Capcom. Capcom. It's Capcom. Capcom. Um, so Warner Brothers, other things that we know are outstanding include the Lego series from TT, the Skywalker saga. Um, so I imagine we'll get a release date for that. I don't really think it's worth asking the eight ball about because we'll probably, yeah, definitely get more reliable, but it's possible that we may get something from NetherRealm or they may take time off. Maybe they're working on Injustice 3. Mm. They just released a new expansion for Mortal Kombat 11, which I am looking forward to playing. But You want an Injustice question? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. If We're going to ask it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, let's do it. Let's do it. Will we get Injustice 3 announcement? Am I supposed to say no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? Magic 8-Ball never lies. I was looking at our, one of our clips from 2018, and it was when we were predicting Animal Crossing was going to come to Switch. And we asked if Chrissy Teigen was going to be the one who announces it. Oh, and the 8-Ball said yes. So no, take that for what know, it's worth. That was part of our dreams. <laughs> it was Rip. real in our heads. All right, the hashtag in us. Is Dragon Dogma 2 finally going to happen as a launch title for the PS5? That's Capcom. Where I think we're still on WB. Oh, are we? Um, what about uh, Monolith? Like what they're doing? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So Monolith, of course, known for the Shadow of Mordor games. And we haven't mm. really heard much because they obviously came under a little bit of fire with some of the microtransactions that were built into that game. And I was really having high hopes for Shadow of War and was a little bummed at how repetitive it got. And I'm a giant Tolkien fan, as you guys know. So I obviously think that Monolith is working on something. I don't think that we're going to hear from Monolith until probably next year at the earliest would let's, be my guess. ask. Will we hear from Monolith at all this year in 2020? Outlook, not so good. So yeah, my, Magic 8 Ball's on your side there, Andrea. <laughs> Swap Outlook, not so good. I was taking a look at what other stuff Warner Brothers could potentially have coming down the pipeline and um i just yeah i feel like i feel like like harry potter harry potter is it lego skywalker saga is it um and then obviously some mobile titles but yeah i think like i don't i honestly could go either way about rocksteady i i just i I feel like this is going to be a big surprise when we do hear from them but do you guys want to ask if we're going to hear from them? I already, we already did. Oh, they, they said did. no, right? Yeah, they said no. <gasps> okay. Uh, we don't need to do every publisher, but since friend of the show, the hashtag is who created the shirt, 
that Britney is wearing, if you guys remember. The one and only hashtag and has helped design that way back when in 2017 when we were just babies doing was good games. Asked about Dragon's Dogma because he is forever an evangelist for Dragon's Dogma. Yes. Also, Bert, did you play? I played uh, like 10 hours of it. I really did like it. And then I stopped. The problem is I was playing on my Switch and I tried playing it from all the travel when I was coming to California. And then it was like, eh, it doesn't look good on the Switch on mobile. And I stopped. Yeah. That's I it. feel you. Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to finally happen as a launch title for PS5. Oh, wow. Okay, that's very specific. Cannot predict, so you got to clench a little harder, All right. everybody. Better not tell you now. It's being saucy. Oh. Ooh. Why are you being saucy? Very doubtful. Wah, wah. I think that's fair, considering how specific that is. Like, I don't know if it would be a launch title for... And the Magic 8-Ball is very fair. Very uh, logical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. really thinks about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to the end of the segment. Ladies, do you have any final like pipe dream wishes, things that you're like, if I could make a dream like announcement that would make me squeal with joy, maybe pee a little bit? Like what would the announcement be? No, no, not Silent Hill. The thing I've actually fantasized about this, I mean, not fantasized in a sexual way, that's weird. I've thought about how amazing would it be for, again, I've talked about Ocarina of Time Remake. I have it envisioned in my head how it would go down. It'd be, it'd be a black screen. And suddenly it would fade into the title opening for Ocarina of Time where you're looking over the Hyrule landscape. The music starts playing. You hear Pona starting to trot over and then the music kicks in. Oh. You want to be a cinematic director now. Oh my God. I've thought about that so many times. That would be the one. That would be absolutely it. That would be way more than Mother 3 if I ever got that. <sighs> because you were so gest- so gesturing with your hands, you've now put yourself out of focus. Yep. It's just what happens when I get excited. It's just <laughs> my pheromones okay, so are infecting everything. I guess I'm not surprised that you're most excited for a remaster of a game you've played several a times. A oh, remake, no. sure. Uh, of a game you've played several times. But, like, when you say remake, you mean, like, Final Fantasy VII style? Or oh, yes. you mean, like, stay true to the original? No, because they've already remastered it, in a sense, with Master Quest that came out in the GameCube. And then there was the 3DS remaster as well. I want, like, a full-fledged, like, Unreal 5. <laughs> you know, like... You want all the polygons. I want all the polygons, all the triangles. I want all the you rocks the moving demo. in real time. Do you remember that Wii that U tech-, tech demo oh. that looked so good with Link? And that oh, game just yeah. never existed? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, oh, kind of. Yes, and then there's all these Unreal uh, demos as well that people have made and posted to YouTube that I will watch from time to time and I will get a little misty-eyed because they're so beautiful. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but if it did, that would be it. I don't know what I would do after that. Probably pine for Mother 3. <laughs> so predictable. Simon, do you have one? I mean, not really. I think of everything we've talked about today, though, the thing I'm most eager to see is what Rocksteady is working on. Like, I really am just like, hey, guys. What you doing over there? What about a Viva Pinata <laughs> new one? Would that we've already talked. I feel like we've we've answered the like that is an ad nauseum question at this point. Well, yeah, it would, I it answered would be great, it. Great, but clearly, I don't it's think clearly it's not happen. getting her that excited. I clearly not, not because no. I just don't think it's going to happen. So see, this is the difference. I try to not. I try to not get amped about shit. I don't think is real. That's fair. Oh, That's... you know what? One question we didn't we didn't ask what um what the heck is happening with Dying Light two. Oh. Oh. Will Dying Light 2 come out in 2020? Probably not. It's no. most likely. Oh, that's good. It was supposed to come out in spring. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hmm. That would be great. I just don't think that's going to happen. There was some, some rumors spreading around not that long ago that shit was pretty bad at Techland. 
PR did come in and clean it up as well as they could and said most of it was, well, I don't know what the language was, that it wasn't true. But uh, yeah, hmm. no, no. Rip. Mm. I don't know what my like get hype announcement would be because all the games I'm excited for have already been announced mm. with the exception, of course, of the Mass Effect, you know, remastered trilogy. But I mean, I'm super pumped for Assassin's Creed. I'm excited for Cyberpunk. You know, I'm definitely excited for the new consoles and to see what they're going to do. I'm excited for Halo. I mean, I guess for me, Destiny 3 mm. would be the get hype announcement of the year. But I don't Adding know. Adding a new class. Yeah. Finally. Oh my gosh. If they added a new class, it would be amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure by the end of the summer, we're going to hear about the next major expansion, the next like Shadow Keep style expansion for Destiny 2, even though I really hope that they would move on and transition to Destiny 3. But I don't know if Bungie is there yet. But I mean, I love that game as everybody knows. And so I think like for me, like Destiny 3 would be like the get hype announcement. So, eight ball. Is there a possibility? No. No. We're going to be definitive here. Mm-hmm. Will Bungie announce Destiny 3 in 2020? In 2020. You may rely on it. <gasps> yes! This is exciting! Hey! Look at you get all excited. <laughs> I love it. Will it feature a new character class? Oh, please, 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 please. Outlook good. Oh, Ooh, double positive. I feel like we need to end there because, I mean, I don't know that we... We need to end on a downer. That was a double double positive. We should keep it to that. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been fun. We wrote down all of these, so hopefully you guys will play along with us. As we watch these events, we will take our Magic 8-Ball list in with us and play along. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's confusing as heck following what all these streams are. So as I mentioned, Britt and I will be working on the streaming calendar so you guys know when you can tune into What's Good Games Twitch channel. But keep your eyes peeled for that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your time. For now, we're going to say goodbye and hope that you enjoy your weekend. Bye, everybody.